0: this is winnipeg sports talk daily with andrew hustler patterson and michael remus hey what's going on everyone welcome to another edition of winnipeg sports talk daily looking forward to this one after uh one hell of a hockey game last night in tampa between the jets And the Lightning Jets winning an OT on the captain in three-on-three overtime. We've got lots coming out of the Winnipeg Jet dressing room, including last night's OT hero, Captain Adam Lowry, head coach Scott O'Neill, Josh Morrissey, and more. We're going to chop it up with Brandon Rewicki. We'll have Scott Billick jumping on. And, of course, it is U.S. Thanksgiving Day. For those of you that are with us live right now watching a very underwhelming home first-half performance by the Detroit Lions. We'll uh, get into a little bit of NFL talk later on with our old pal Andy McNeil, the digital gambler, and um, see what he thinks about these late games tonight, as well as the Black Friday game tomorrow between the Jets and the Miami Dolphins. But uh, I don't think there's many folks that want to talk about anything else other than last night's game. Um, one of the most fun Exciting hockey games I've watched in a long, long time and obviously working out quite well with the big two points for the Winnipeg Jets as they stretch their winning streak to four, heading in to take on Paul Maurice's Florida Panthers tomorrow. So uh, welcome to the program. Shout out to all the podcast listeners and to everyone that's with us live on YouTube right now. Um, Do want to thank the sponsors that make this show happen each and every day. Couldn't do it without them. Uh, Our friends at Cool Bet Canada just finished up the lock shop with Dusty and Patty. We'll have a big lock shop tomorrow. Dusty's back, not traveling for CFL anymore. So all our NFL Week 12 best bets tomorrow at noon on the Edmonton Sports Talk channel. And I will say this for the Edmonton Sports Talk guys. The lock shop has been a nice uh, getaway from what's happening with the Oilers. They lost again last night, and I'm sure... That will pop up at some point over the course of the program as well. Huge night last night. But, of course, Princess Auto, Royal Sports, Boston Pizza, the Winnipeg Jets, Little Brown Jug, Modern Man Barbershop, Aquatech, Manitoba Battery, Canadian Club, Vita Health, Fresh Market, Wallace & Wallace, F Apparel, Nick & Nicky DQ. And we will, of course, get to a why not question of the day for not AutoCorp. In fact, while we bring in Michael Remus, I'll put this not AutoCorp question out to you right now. Um, Was that the best, most fun game you've seen this season by the Winnipeg Jets? I think for me it certainly was. Um, It had a little bit of everything last night, Remus. Um, Back and forth action, phenomenal goaltending, a little three-on-three OT, and I would say somewhat of an unlikely hero getting the Big uh, goal in the extra frame for the Winnipeg Jets.
1: Yeah, I got to be honest. Um, you know, I got to take an L. Uh, you know, you're, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's uh, watching overtime, Hus. And before, you know, before the puck drive, I'm like, Lowry's out there with Ehlers and Peonk. Like, why not throw your top scorers out there? This is overtime. Come on. But. Uh, sure. I mean, this isn't the first time they've done that, and this isn't the first time that it's that it's worked. Um, <laughs> exactly. And, and uh, so, I mean, they obviously know know something. You know, Adam Lowry getting out there for what two shifts, and just on that play, uh, amazing work by Nemestikov taking the puck into the zone oh. and keeping it in at the boards. I mean, that was the play there, and Pionk making a beautiful pass to Lowry, uh, finding the open the open spot. Uh, but I mean, that game has back and forth hockey. Jets came out in the first period, got the lead. Um, you know, they didn't lose it. They didn't hold on to it. They did lose, uh, they did get tied up. But I think in the past, us, you remember those games where the Jets would get a lead on a top team. I remember games against Colorado, and next thing you know, you know, Colorado would be ahead. But um, I mean, they went toe to toe with Tampa, won an overtime. Connor Hellbuck, I've been thinking about this all day. You said yesterday, you know, his save percentage on the season. Under 900, and that would be the last day of the season it would be. Well, look at his save percentage today after, what, 31 of 33 yesterday. A save percentage at 900 even. So it's only going to be going up the rest of the year, and the Jets are rolling. Four-game win streak. Have to feel pretty good, especially after uh, what happened here on Sunday.
0: Yeah, well, and you know what? I had a, I had a few texts and a couple DMs or tweets or whatever, ex-posts from folks saying I love those hellebuck takes yesterday from the program. And, I mean, I just had the feeling that he is on the verge of, well, basically being the guy that we saw last night. Um, listen, the Jets played really well, but Tampa is an awesome team, and they will bring it to you. And I, and I thought the one point of the game that the Jets, not necessarily were on their heels, but certainly were in defend mode, was about the first eight minutes of the second period. Um, you know, the Jets got that 2 uh, two nothing lead. Tampa scored to make it 2-1 heading into the first period, and Tampa brought it. Um, but the Jets, to their credit, were able to sort of weather that storm. Um, and they did, I mean, the second half of that game, was a little different than the first half in that, you know, we didn't have as many wide-open chances. But it was so back and forth. Like, dude, I think there was at least a couple of periods of that game where they probably went a good five, six minutes without a whistle. And it was just back and forth. And it was so fun to watch. Um, But, you know, and we'll get to this from, uh, from Scott Arneal going on. I mean, the Winnipeg Jets showing that they can – Not only beat the teams below them in the standings, but hang with teams above them. Now, I thought they played well in the two games against Vegas that they didn't win. I liked their game for the most part against Dallas, but they didn't win. And this road trip, um, I think, is an opportunity to further establish themselves and their confidence playing against top teams they did it last night i think that'll really help them going in to take on a very very good florida panthers team that despite their loss last night to boston has been playing uh, as well as uh, most teams or
1: b- along with the best teams in the league over the course of the past few weeks yeah florida they're sitting quietly second in the atlantic division 12-6-1 25 points a very very solid team uh, they have you know Talk about players being out with injury Who Vasilevsky for Tampa, who we had Jack Hughes uh, before. Uh, Barkov missed earlier this week. I think he's got some illness or something. I'm not, or I forget what it is, but he was out. So I'm curious if he's going to be back. They've been playing Anton Lundell at first line center for them. But for the Jets, you got to like where they are. It's U.S. Thanksgiving. So if you're in the playoffs right now, you're in the end of the season. Unless unless you're not in. They did show some actual uh real numbers on that. I'll get to that in a second. But the Jets third in the central 11 5, and 2, 24 points, win percentage. Uh the same points percentage as the Avalanche. Uh, they're in a great spot here. And I'm seeing you know updated projections. Dom from the Athletic projecting them at 103, uh, 103 points, which would be second in most in franchise history to the 2017-18 team. Uh, what did they have? A 90 Four percent chance at the playoffs, Huss. Uh pretty incredible. We'll take he, it. We'll take it. And here okay, here's the numbers. So we talk about this US Thanksgiving. I guess they showed it on SportsNet. Showed it to J- Darren Haynes posting this uh taking a picture and posting it on Twitter. So what? Uh teams to make the playoffs when out of a, out of a playoff spot at U.S. Thanksgiving. Uh three teams. Last year, were out and made it in Four the year before, and then five the two years before that. So there's going to be, let's say, between three and five teams right now who are out of a playoff spot who will be in. Uh, but I think the Jets really, really good chances, and they're playing. I think this field this does feel different, Hus. They're five on five play much better. Hellebuck hasn't even been at the top of his game, and they've put up all these points. Uh, they're looking good, Hus.
0: They really are, and and, and you know what? Um, I think, you know, St. Louis has been impressive. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10, and, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of do a double take every time I see that just because of how yes. the Jets manhandled them in those two games that they played. But, I mean, listen, St. Louis is still in the mix as far as the division goes. Um, But last night, I mean, after last night's game, and all these teams have played 18 games... Dallas is in first place with 26. uh, And then the Avalanche and the Jets are tied with 24 points. And then the Blues are three points back at 21. And three points is significant. Um, But again, there's so much time left. But it sort of does seem like those teams have, you know, put themselves in a spot where they're highly likely to be in the playoffs. You mentioned those numbers. You know, if you're just out, I think there's a possibility. I mean, I was just talking with Dusty in the, on the lock shop. I mean, the Oilers have 11 points in 18 games. They're 10 points out of a playoff spot at U.S. Thanksgiving. And you mentioned those numbers with the Jets with a 94% chance of making the playoffs by the numbers. The Oilers, for the first time this year, below 50% to make the playoffs. They have them in at 43. And even that, I think, might be a little bit high because I think it's leaning on a lot of uh, numbers from a team last year that, I mean, it's a lot of the same personnel and a lot of the same players, but it looks nothing like that team that was going toe-to-toe in uh, in Vegas. I saw Sklarty and Schickster asking if the Immaculate Night parlay hit last night. It it was very close. The Jets won. Vegas beat Dallas, uh, but Vancouver was unable to... Uh, they did have a lead at one point in the game, but uh, 2-2, and then the Avalanche sort of ran away with that one in the uh, in the third period. So... Close, but no cigar. But overall, some pretty nice uh, results. And again, it's fun kind of looking at this point, you know, not even at the quarter point of the season and seeing where the team's at as far as the division goes and the playoffs. But, Remo, it's all about stacking up points. And just back to last night's game, as exciting and fun as the first 50 minutes or so was, I said to the guys that I was watching the game with last night, The minute we got to that second TV timeout in the third period, um, all right, we all know what the assignment is. Get this one to overtime. Do not lose it in regulation. Give yourself one point for sure, and then see what happens in overtime. And uh, we know what happened in overtime. Adam Lowry was the OT hero, uh, somewhat unlikely one. But again, as you mentioned, this is not the first time that they've utilized Adam Lowry in overtime, and it's not the first time that... He's been front and center getting that extra
1: point for the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, I'm sitting there like, what are these guys doing? Adam Lowry, throw your score. Throw Morrissey first. Throw Kyle Connor. You need a goal here. And they tried to get him to win the faceoff. He, he actually didn't uh, win it, but, hey, he was out there. I, and I actually liked having him with Ehlers. It reminded me of uh, Nintendo, me Nintendo Ice Hockey. Ehlers is the skinny, shifty guy <laughs> I mean, skating you know, like around. All over the ice, doing whatever he wants. And Lowry's kind of the big uh, lumbering. I don't want to say uh, fact. I don't even call it bigger guy, right? And he's kind of going to the net. They almost scored, too, uh, before that. And, uh, you know, mentioned Nikolai Ehlers. You know, we've talked about his what's got up to a bit of a slow start. He's got five points in his last five games. And it looked really dangerous yesterday. You saw him uh, kind of starting the play on the Morrissey goal. Uh, he's feeling you know, it right the, now. Yeah, the patience with the puck. But there were a couple other plays Cutting to the middle, dishing to Perfetti at the side of the net. And um, Cole Perfetti had a season-high what season high ice time, 17 minutes. He had five shots on goal. And you don't really think of Cole Perfetti as a shooter, but when you have Ehlers dishing that to you, and there was another one where he drove to the middle on the power play. Nemestikov kind of passed up, and he just wired it from kind of the high slot. Maybe he could have uh, gone to the net and held on to it a bit more. But a uh, guy's got a great shot, great vision, great skating. He's certainly uh, feeling it here. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack from uh, from yesterday's game. And uh, we'll hear a little bit more from uh, Scott O'Neill on that decision to start with Lowry. But I'm with you. Uh, listen, so much of overtime is about possession. Mm-hmm. And Adam Lowry is one of the best possession players. Is he as talented offensively as a lot of the other guys? No. But the fir- it's first things first. Get the puck. And even when they are defending at three-on-three, um you know, against the top players on the other on the other team, Adam Lowry is probably one of your best options as far as you know trying to minimize those inevitable grade A scoring chances that happen in ot and once Adam Lowry can win a puck battle, get the puck, uh then he can get it to a guy like Nikolai Ehlers who can make things happen. And they were out there together, but you mentioned I mean the play that Nemetskov made to keep that puck in and avoid a sure two on one potentially two on o by Tampa. And getting it over to Neil Pionk, um, who then set up uh, set up Adam Lowry. It was a, uh, I mean, it was all hands on deck. There were so many players that had strong games last night, and you know, as you just mentioned, it really is uh, shown in the uh, in the time on ice last night. Um, you know, Mark Scheife, who played almost 22 minutes. Kyle Connor was at 20:34, um, and the fourth line with only one penalty against that didn't last very long you know, Morgan Barron was at eight minutes. Gus was at seven 15. Axel was at six, six, uh, 40. Um, but those other three lines, um, played consistently throughout. And to be honest, the fourth line was, that was fine when they were, when they were in as well. But I understand Scott O'Neill in a game like that, leaning more on his top three lines. But, uh, You mentioned Cole Perfetti with a real strong game, almost at 18 minutes, Uh, but Niederreiter at 17, Nemetnikov 16, Lowry at 17, Iafalo 18-26, Ehlers at 16 minutes. Um, Everybody had a piece in that one, and uh, I got to tell you, I mean, someone said said afterwards, can we just get a best of seven? Give me seven games of that last night. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we don't see the Tampa Bay Lightning very often, just two times a season but that was a real treat from a fans perspective and uh, then for the result to, to come forth with a big two points for the Winnipeg Jets it was a uh, heck of a heck of a night for jet fans last night watching that one on TSN and how about can we play Paul Edmonds call of the goal Revo, great job on that oh. clipping that and throwing that out afterwards as i uh, as i tweeted afterwards that was Epic Edmonds. Um, he always gets fired up, especially when the team wins a big game in overtime. But considering the uh, the pace and the excitement level of that game, it was a uh, it was a perfect way to finish it off. And Paul with an absolutely ten out of ten call on the uh, on the Edmonds scale with the OT winner last night from Adam Lowry. Broken up by the Jets. Lowry pops on that. And he moved it ahead of the far side. Domestikov streaking down. Domestikov back in behind the net. Domestikov still with the puck. Domestikov will leave it now for Neil Pioff. Out in front for Lowry. A shot. He scores! Adam Lowry has won it in overtime for Winnipeg tonight. And the final score is 3-2. And the Jets move their undefeated record. A winning streak to four straight. Oh yeah, inject that into my veins Edmonds <laughs> with the OT, the OT winner call for the Winnipeg Jets last night. Um just a hell of a call and uh, a heck of a game. Um why don't we uh, let's hear a little bit from from uh, Scott O'Neil first because as you mentioned, I mean, listen, it's part of being a head coach. There's always people second guessing you. This same conversation came up the last time we saw Lowry out there starting in OT. And lo and behold, what happened? And last night he was the hero. Uh, but we'll start it off with just Scott Arneel's um, perspective of the game overall. Uh, Jets winning three two in Tampa.
2: Yeah, that had uh, that had a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, it, it, both both teams kind of had momentum for stretches. Whether it was six or seven minutes, you know, we would dominate, and then all of a sudden they took over for a while. Um, you know then I really liked our third period I really thought we did a great job in the third of you know just trying to stay above them and you know trying to get create some offense from that and uh, well, that was a that was a heck of a game to watch
3: how were you able to settle things down after the entire
2: uh you know what this group has been pretty good that way um, you know it wasn't like we were um, you know we weren't in a situation where we're, there's no panic guys we just knew we had to get back to work and we knew that the big push was coming when we got them down to nothing and you know, how he made some stops for us. Uh, but then just from there, we just, you know, the last 10 minutes of our last eight minutes of the second period, I really liked how we played. We we kept possession of the puck. We got in their zone. We got our cycle. We got our ozone zone play and kind of kind of got them back on their heels a little bit. And that kind of set us up for the third.
0: All right, there's the interim head coach, uh, Scott Arneal. And, you know, that's sort of the way I saw it too. You knew that that big push was coming, as Scott Arneal just mentioned. And Tampa did really bring it for the better part of the first half of the second period. Um, But credit to the Winnipeg Jets. Hellebuck, listen, you got to make a few big saves to beat a team like Tampa, and he certainly did that last night. Um, But I really agree with the coach's assessment that as the second period went on, um, they were back to playing a real 50-50 back-and-forth game. And that third period, they played it smart. I mean, that's a road game against a very good team. You're in a tie situation. Sure, they generated some scoring chances and options and tried to win the game, but most importantly, they cut down Tampa's opportunities, you know, odd man rushes, those sort of things that we did see a little bit more early in the game. Um, and that was a big part of stacking up the first point and giving yourself an opportunity for the second.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right. They knew the assignment at the end uh, get out with a point and you get to overtime, anything can happen. And they played a strong. Um, you know, sixty minutes. You know, their five-on-five play has been uh, very solid, and this was a great game with two great teams. And the Jets were able to uh, come up with the win and the two points in overtime. And it's amazing us uh, four-game win streak, and what is it, seven wins in their last eight? I believe they're collecting points, and I mean, you bank all these all these points now makes it easy uh, down the road. I did have one, you know. I tweet. I did tweet about the Jets, you know, on pace for 103 points. Someone's like, "Ah, call me in February," and I kind of get that. I mean, we saw the Jets get off to a hot start last year, and what they were in first place in what December, whatever it was, and then January hit, and they had a, a horrible second half. But this feels different, Hus. There feels much stronger play. They haven't got. They haven't been bailed out by goaltending. Uh, they seem to be deeper in terms of lines. They're getting Gabe Velarde back on Sunday. I mean, this is a top six player who they haven't had. Um, Pretty incredible. So they've positioned themselves real well here heading into uh, post-US Thanksgiving.
0: You know what? Just before we uh, talk about OT, let's play clip number three if you can, Reem. Um, And this was a little bit more about... You know, the way they handled themselves in the third period, I thought a really solid game from the defense defense group. And um, the bottom line was not making those mistakes that in the past have often um, turned into goals against for the Winnipeg Jets. This is Arnie on uh, the Jets for the better part of the game playing mistake-free hockey.
2: We're recognizing when we do all the, the right things, the little things, the details that... We talk about when we don't have the puck or when we do have the puck and you know it's just uh i've said it a few games ago our bench is it's unbelievable in the sense of how whether we get down when we got you know when they tied it up 2-2 Maybe we were down on our heels where they kind of on a timeout fired each other back up. When guys make good plays, I mean, that one shift in the second where our fourth line was out there and they had a heck of a shift and, uh, and they, they threw Kucherov's line out against them. And, you know, just those guys come on the bench, how appreciative everybody was. And they just rally around each other and they pick each other up and, and, and push each other. And it's, it's uh, you know, when you have that feeling on the bench like that, uh, you're hard to play against
0: yeah no a lots, of, uh, lots of good feelings right now and uh, winning is fun right now and it seems like this team is having a lot of fun doing what they're doing right now uh, one more clip from Arnie and this was what we had been uh, talking about the uh, the decision to throw Adam Lowry out there um, to start overtime uh, here's uh, Arneal and you've probably heard this one before and it turned out the same way here's the interim head coach what
3: was the thought process between first
4: starting Lowry and then going back to him as soon some did face offs
0: but- 100% face offs I mean it, I mean in-
2: had a pretty good idea that Kucherov and uh, and Point weren't going to come out with Lau and Fly out there, so kind of got us possession of the puck and got us going. And you know, uh, Fly had a great luck there. He had a great chance just before it. And then, you know, then it was just a zone face So more than anything. Lau hadn't hadn't been out there too long, so it was more get the face-off and end up working out even better than we thought.
4: What does it mean for a guy like Kim
5: when you say your job is to put the face up, but then you go up and get the
2: game winner? Yeah, and the other thing too is that play. You know, Vladdy does a great job of holding on the puck. He doesn't throw it away. Coming down the wing, goes around behind the net, and then P just a great pass. by, you know, like he, he, that was a heck of a pass, you know, to get that through the defenseman and you know allow got to finish it. So it's nice to see hockey like that. Uh, you know, always like to be on the winning side of those.
0: All right, so there is uh, uh, Scott O'Neill on the, uh, you know, how important faceoffs are in five on five overtime. It is all about having the puck in possession, and Adam Lowry has been a big, uh, big part of that. And of course, the uh, the bonus was scoring that overtime winner. Uh, Reem, I also, and we'll kind of get into this maybe a little bit more with Rewiki and with Billick. Um, can we take a moment um, to appreciate Neil Pionk's play as of late? I got to tell you, and we all know what he had been through with the the tragic passing of his uh, very, very close friend, Adam Johnson. I think back to that Saturday afternoon game in Arizona before they went to the funeral. And I had mentioned in the first show back of just how impressed I was with the way Pionk was playing, especially considering everything going around. And we just read Mike's article about how You know, he's even thinking about it in the penalty box in Vegas. And he seemed to be playing with such a purpose. And I'll be honest, since then, he uh, like a lot of the things that people really got on Neil for over the course of the past couple seasons, especially last season, you know, was a lot of the chaos that was happening in his own zone. That has not been happening at all. He seems to be playing with more of a confidence and uh, obviously made a huge play on that OT winner
1: last night to Lowry in overtime. Yeah, what a great pass that was and you just look at his numbers since the game in arizona um what he's got six points in his last eight games and uh he's got a four game assist streak there too uh so neil is certainly feeling it i i do think that does you know seem like a bit of a turning point of the year uh he scored his first goal yes it was in that game uh in st louis huss and uh, he's really heating up. He's averaging, you know, I think he's got over twenty minutes a game here, and certainly a big part. And you know, I think of Neil Pionk. I think of him uh, playing his ass off in that uh, filling in for Morsi uh, against Vegas in that playoff game. But maybe got off to a bit of a rocky start, a couple minuses. Um, but it's certainly uh, been strong play here uh, for him the, over the last sweat stretch. And I mean, it's been pretty strong for the, for everyone. It's everyone's role in here. Us. Uh it's quite the stretch here for the Winnipeg Jets.
0: Well, you know, it has been. And uh, you know, shout out to Connor, who I'll just pull this up. He tweeted this out afterwards. I mean, I know there was a lot. I mean, listen, the analytics were not kind to Neil Pionk last year at all. Uh, but Connor tweeted this out last night. Uh, and the evolving hockey with the um uh with the the Zed score, I mean goals for um, per 60 uh, expected goals for uh, expected uh, goals against of course against he he's all like well 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 in the positive. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of things to like about the way the defense core is playing and it was interesting to hear somebody from out of the market and Frankie Carrado yesterday come on and talk about how you know the jet defense has been quite good. Um And then you kind of dive into it a little bit more. And, you know, the way the team is playing as a five-man unit, obviously that's helping out the defense as well. But, I mean, like, could the defense be improved? Absolutely. I mean, if the team is in this situation, as we get closer to the deadline, I'm pretty sure that will be the goal or the target of Kevin Sheveldeoff if they're going to be trying to make moves. Um, and as you say, we'll talk to Rewiki about this, but... I'm really impressed with what Neil Pionk's been doing as of late, and frankly, the entire uh, the entire defense core as a whole um, that, you know, I think we all agree was probably, you know, when you look at offense, goaltending, and the blue line, the one area that, you know, maybe, uh, well, not maybe, I mean, the Winnipeg Jets probably could improve, but they are improving and playing better right now. As we uh, as we see on a uh, on a daily basis, um, we've got lots to get to. It was a huge night last night in the National Hockey League with a bunch of games, including that Oiler loss. Uh, Dallas only getting one point against Vegas. Colorado winning. So as we uh, as we get into, well, today is the official day, as Michael Remus mentioned. Uh, the Jets not only in a playoff spot, um, but in a spot in the Central and in a dead heat with the Colorado Avalanche with twelve with 24 points through 18 games, two points back of Dallas. And they'll have another shot at the Dallas Stars next Tuesday at Canada Life Center in their first game back off of this three-game road trip, which is going to take them to Florida tomorrow and to Nashville coming up on, um, on Sunday night. All right, just before we bring in Brandon Rewicki, um got to thank our Movember crew. Uh, the stashes are coming in. and I saw Phyllis signed up. Well, Phyllis, right on. He's going to try and crank out those 60K over the uh, rest of the month and to help out the club, uh, the team. If you haven't already and you would like to support uh, our team raising funds for Movember, there's a link in the description of this video. If you're listening on the podcast, head on over to winnipegsportstalk.com and, um, click the link and, uh, you know, help us. Uh, we were trying to smash our goal, uh, which we're looking very, very good on pace to do that. And obviously very, very important during men's health month. Of course we're supported. Uh, oh, and we also have to shout out Russ Lowen and Scott Westman for the very nice donations today, fellas. Thank you very much for doing that. We uh, greatly appreciated it and it's for a great cause. And if you're with us on YouTube right now, you can just, uh, Click that um, QR code and uh, it'll take you right there to uh, to our page. Of course, we're doing it in conjunction with our friends at Modern Man Barbershop, eight locations in Winnipeg, big Black Friday sale on right now, 25% all men's hair care and grooming products right up until the 27th. So why don't you pop into Modern Man? You can make an appointment uh, and book your look via modernmanbarber.com. Take advantage of that great Black Friday, Black Friday sale and, Get looking good for the holidays guys uh again eight locations in winnipeg newest locations pemina highway or Plessy road for modern man barber shop um gotta thank our friends at aqua tech uh you know they're the experts for pools and spas and if you're thinking about a pool for your home you can get working on taking the plunge right now with the experts at AquaTech. tech uh, but whole home renovations start with aqua tech as well with thousands of renos as their foundation AquaTech can upgrade any space in your home If you are ready to enhance your kitchen, your bathroom, or even add a man cave to your home, visit Aqua-Tech.ca to learn more about their whole home renovations, including financing options. Um, You know, there's there was a lot of guys that powered the Winnipeg Jets last night. I would suggest Connor Hellebuck was the uh, start of it all. And you got to have a good battery for your hockey team, and you got to have a battery for your car through the Winnipeg winter. Are you ready for what is to come? A little chillier outside today. I'm seeing some ice on the river. You know, the deep freeze is in our future. Do not wait and procrastinate till the last minute realizing, my God, I need a battery for my car or my truck. Talk to Manitoba Battery, the local option with the best prices in town and the best service. It's it's that easy. Uh, you'll get the best price on your battery for your car or truck, period. Beating the pants off the big box stores. You'll be shopping local and Donnie and the gang will deliver it to you for free anywhere in the city of Winnipeg with any purchase over 60 bucks. it's just that easy. Go to manitobabattery.com to order or give them a phone call at 783-8787 for all your options. And if you do need a free battery test or want to check in with the fellas in person, 1026 Logan Avenue. They'll be waiting and uh, tell the boy, tell them the boys at Winnipeg Sports Talk sent you. Um, and hey, I know it's been a tough few days. We needed that win last night coming off the Grey Cup. Um, And, of course, Canadian Club. There's probably a lot of drowning of sorrows after the Grey Cup with the official spirit of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But the holidays are here right now, gang. And uh, whether you're entertaining or just enjoying the holidays, make a point of popping by your local Manitoba liquor marts and get Canada's favorite canadian whiskey canadian club the entire family of canadian club products available for you at your local manitoba liquor marts as well as cc and ginger in cans you can grab that at your local beer store when you pop in and hey this holiday season always remember enjoy canadian club but please enjoy responsibly all right let's get ruiki in here and get things going brandon how are you my man what's going on
4: I'm doing good. The uh, one of the the perks of working for an American company is extra long weekend here. So I'm I'm loving life right now, baby. Let's go. Even though Jared Goff is single handedly sinking my fantasy team at the moment, but yeah. other than that, we're doing good.
0: Actually, you know, now that you mention it, I did just turn my head around and see that there has been a touchdown. Uh, oh, David Montgomery just got in. So we're at 23-14 right now. Jordan Love sure looked good in that first quarter. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah man. And you wonder if he's turning the corner because he played pretty good against uh, the Rams last week. So we'll see. I'm not going to be shocked at the Lions, well, uh, what they did to the Bears last week in the second half against the, the Pack here. But pretty um, pretty important game for NFC seeding when it comes to playoff time because Lions can't really afford to to drop any games against below 500 teams in the chase. And who would have thought we'd say this? Has the chase for the number one seed? The Detroit Lions are in the mix.
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, if they can pull this one off, they certainly will be. Philly's got a pretty tough schedule, yeah. although MVS and Justin Watson did them quite a favor on Monday night. Man, I had a rough, rough couple days. I was going oh. to say. Back de- Back-to-back days, Bombers in the Grey Cup up 17-7. We know how that ended. And then the same damn score at halftime in that Monday nighter that ended up going the wrong way for me. Which made last night's game, which was so much fun to watch. Such an exciting game. And the result of the Jets, exactly what I needed. And I imagine a ton of Bomber fans that were still sort of hurting from Sunday.
4: I was going to say, was that a must-win or a can't-lose for you? That's lightning.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what, I just needed good things to happen. It, yeah. it was just good to have a game, to be perfectly honest yeah. with you, to get my mind off the last three days and uh, the aforementioned football games that uh, put me in sort of a bad spot for a couple days. I'll
4: tell you what, the, the best news that I've seen out of, the, out of the last little bit for the Winnipeg Jets is the fact that, that Helly's... We might, we might be back to Prime Heli right now you know it took a little bit to get the the gears going early on and the uh the lads in front kind of held the fort for the first dozen or so games but I think hella bucks back now which makes it really I mean really fascinating in, in this next little bit because going into that Tampa Bay game I, I was kind of surprised that the jets record I'll say it was just as low as it was like I they, they it feels like they've been playing they played like 18 games now It feels like they're a fourteen and fourteen with how well they've played. I know their record isn't totally up to that number there, but it's 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 not all that far off now. And now that American Thanksgiving is here, Hus, I'm I'm not going to blame Jets fans that want to get excited about what what the future of this season entails in it because they've (laughs) they've been one of the better teams in the league. I can't even say the Western Conference anymore, Hus. They've flat out been one of the better teams. In the West, and there, there's just no passengers right now here in Winnipeg, and um, maybe not their best game against the Lightning, or at the very least, they struggled against the Lightning's prime guys, which most teams do to be fair. But now that Hellebuck has rounded into form here, not a whole lot of weaknesses on this team. As as long as the the special teams is average for them, they're going to be winning sixty percent of the games, uh, maybe even more than that the rest of the way home here.
0: Well, and, you know, we were just kind of going down the, uh, you know, playoff probabilities that Dom churned out. The Jets 94% on pace to look in and around 103, 104 points. And, uh, I mean, that's clearly ahead of where most people had them pegged right now. But if you watch this team night in and night out, you realize this is not a mirage. They're doing it consistently. And, listen, I thought last night's game, I mean, against a hell of an opponent that had been playing well lately in their home barn, um, I mean, the Jets went toe to toe with one of the top teams in the NHL, and you know Scott O'Neill mentioned that you know when they got up to nothing, you knew there was going to be a big push. They took advantage of that power play, and then the the one period where the Jets were chasing it a little bit or, or somewhat on their heels was about the first eight nine minutes of that second period. Yeah. But to their credit, you get into the second half of a game that we've seen go the other way many, many times when the home team gets momentum after being down early. Um, and and they didn't make the big mistakes. They've got enough talent that they'll generate their own opportunities. they spent a lot of time in the Tampa zone. And then in the third period, you knew what the mission was. Don't come out with zero get that thing to overtime. Um, And then an interesting quirk that we saw again with Adam Lowry front and center as part of OT and lo and behold, captain OT gets the winner.
4: I know that was even the broadcast crew was like, (laughs) wait, can we double check? Is that 17 or did did somebody change the first time that happened
0: either? and We all remember what happened the last time they threw Adam Lowry out in OT.
4: Yeah. Yeah. was that, was that the Neil Pion clap bomb against Colorado, right? I mean, yeah, it's maybe he's the, the secret, the Midas touch for, for OT. But you know, the the play that stood out to me more than any other in the game, Hus, and I don't know how many other people picked up on it, but shockingly, Kyle Connor had his best defensive game I think I've ever seen him play.
0: Huge there, the, back was, checks.
4: I mean, yeah, the the power play was the maybe maybe the big one there, where it was just like a I mean, just bust his ass to get back there, and he's able to kind of limit the damage, and then the Jets are able to break up what looked like an odd man rush. But uh it was either before or just after that too. Same thing. And then he he kind of manhandles a guy out in front there. And I'm like, this is this is not the same team from last year. Like last, if those two sequences happened last year, probably four two Tampa Bay victory. But it it's different now. And and that comes on the heels of a so so effort defensively from Connor in, in Arizona against Arizona on Saturday night. And he kinda did a 180 there. And then maybe it's in part that Shifley's game is as as sharp as it's been in a long, long time, if if maybe his entire career. And the rest of the team has just fallen, fallen through. Like I I'm I'm kind of blown away with how well they played from top to bottom here. And like you said, the Mirage Word, it's 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 non-existent right now. Like they're they're just doing a lot of sustainable, repeatable things that that really to really good to great hockey teams do. On a night in, night out basis, I get Jets fans maybe being a bit hesitant because of the second half collapse that we saw last year, but it does feel different to me this year, Hus, because oh, big time. and and not only the Shifley thing and 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 some of the other you know the way that the guys have played so far, but I mean just the the switch from Wheeler Dubois to Ayafalo coming in, a full season of Nino Bellardi when he gets back in sometime soon, it's just a better defensive team. And then they've still got enough talent to to put the puck of the net on on pretty much any night, but they're just a flat out better defensive team up front. And I don't think it's a big time
0: how much. Do you think that, how much do you think that's helping the the defense men right now? I mean, I was is, giving Neil Pionk a ton of credit, and listen, he's been through a lot. I I, I keep going back to that Arizona game for the purpose. Like the, the team stunk in the first period, but he was everywhere. He was shooting the puck. He was so engaged. And I mean, he's just sort of built off that coming through one of the worst personal tragedies of his life. I can't say enough about the way he's playing and the way he's bounced back, which is maybe what we said in the offseason. Wh- who's the one guy that could have the biggest effect on getting back to where he was a couple years ago? Neil Pionk. I got to tell you, from what I'm seeing right now, he seems to be pretty close to that, and that's a big part. But, again, the rest of the team has a huge hand in that.
4: Oh, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say is that that's – trickle-down effect where this this decor I mean any decor really has if 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 you're maybe average in talent compared to the rest of the league if your forwards aren't doing their job you're probably going to look pretty crappy and that's what we saw in the second half of the season last year they're 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 not a, a Vegas for example or Colorado's back end. like name one of your top three four back ends of the NHL but that's not them so they need the added benefit of their forwards busting their ass and, and making the right reads and making the right plays. And I think, too, in that Tampa game, it, it kind of stood out again where you know the Jets defensively like to be really aggressive up at the blue line, up in the neutral zone, jumping into the play, jumping into passes, breaking those up, and then transitioning the other way. And you can't do that unless you have committed forwards ready to be back and, and take the place of those defensemen, or else it's going to be two-on-ones all over the place, right? So it, 100% they go hand-in-hand. And I, I think that's been a, really the big resurgence in terms of how well this team has played defensively is just the forwards are giving their defense a bit of a chance right now. And, and yeah, M- Neil Pyong might be the biggest beneficiary of that so far because you know he's a guy that when he can use his legs and jump into the play a little bit more, that's, that's what makes him effective. If he's forced to sit back and try to take on the rush, we, that's when we see some of those issues that cropped up in New York Happen again here in Winnipeg. So it, it 100% goes hand in hand. And I guess just the, the, the hope is that this is the, this is the formula every single night. This is not negotiable. <laughs> this is how we have to play. And it's how we're going to play each and every every
0: day. Um, you know what? Rio, if you can, let's pull this Drager tweet up. Um, you know, we've, talked a lot about Scott O'Neill and the job he's doing right now in the absence of Rick Bonus. and I know we hear it every day what's the latest with Rick I mean we don't know this is you know kind of a private matter people are respecting um, the privacy of the family but Dreger just tweeted in the last 10 minutes the Winnipeg Jets with some downtime today looking forward to a quick meeting with Rick Bonus, who's been away from the club for the past month on a leave of absence Bones is a well liked and highly respected man um, and now, just from, from reading this, I, I would assume they're talking about an in-person meeting, but I'm not sure. I guess it absolutely could be a virtual meeting. Um, it, it's interesting how that's sort of been a story in the background for multiple reasons, partly because of the personal nature of what Bones and his wife Judy are dealing with. Um, but the other part of it is that this team just keeps on winning with Scott O'Neill behind the bench, Brandon.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting worded tweet. Yeah, I'm not really sure what to make of. It. I mean, I, I just don't want to even like speculate about anything. Just I'm I'm in the boat to like just leave Rick and his family alone. And when he's ready to talk about it, and when the Jets are ready to talk about it, they'll 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 do so. Uh, but it's interesting, Huss, because last year for different reasons, Scott Arneal was also behind the bench as the head coach for the Jets, and they were awful. They were like that. One one of those games was the Vegas one where like, what were the shots in that one? 50
0: to 15 or something like that. I think that might've been the first game. Although if you recall right afterward, the record was really good. Like that was that one bad game. But I mean, I think when he ended up and we'll have to check it, I think they were like three or four games above 500. I mean, we can't forget. I mean, that was the, they started off better in their first 15 games last year than they did this year. And Arnie was on the bench for seven or eight of the games.
4: That is hard to believe. But it's <laughs> that, true. But it's true, record-wise, yeah. I know, like, under the hood, they weren't as, as as good as they've been this year. But, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say. But, I mean, the Jets have been grooming Scott Arneal. Or that was at least the the word that, you know, with the short contract with Bones, was that Rick or Scott Arneal would kind of be slowly groomed into taking over for the job and, and being the head coach for the Jets. And I mean, if this was is a
0: perception, I mean, certainly the team never yeah. came out and said yeah, that exactly.
4: So. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, if this is your, your audition for it, kind of tough to argue against the results right now. Like they've, they've been playing as good and, and, and as dedicated and committed as I can remember I mean, in years, I, I don't even know the last time they played as solidly as the way that they have right now. So, yeah, it's an interesting subplot as to what happens over the next several weeks and things like that. But having said that, Hus, I, I, re- I I'll be shocked if they do the same thing they did last year and fade big time down the stretch. It, it just it feels like a completely different club. Um, the vibes are completely different, and whether it's Arneel or, or Rick Bonus behind the bench, like you said, that one hundred three point projection. I'll yeah, I'll, I'm thinking we're going to get pretty close to that as opposed to the mid nineties. A lot of people might have thought going into the season.
0: You know, it's funny, Tico Napali with a uh, with a uh, a chat. This, if Neal stays at the helm, and the Jets, you know, crack a hundred and hundred points and are in, you know, second in that spot. Um, I mean, you could be talking about Jack Adams' consideration to be perfectly honest with you. If you continue doing that, now that's a long, long ways away, and we don't know what the situation with Bones is, but. I would imagine, and again, this is just me completely speculating, and I don't know how serious, but, I mean, Rick has had, um, you know, an incredible, what, five-decade career? Um, So if, I mean, I think that everything might be on the table as we go forward, especially as this goes as long as it has, um, without really any update on this. So bottom line is everyone is wishing Rick, and particularly Judy, well, and, um, Scott O'Neill's doing a heck of a job keeping this thing going in the right direction while he's gone. Let's get back to Hellebuck for a minute. And uh, I, I was talking yesterday on the program and, you know, with with Ken uh, the day before, and then I brought it up with Murad again about, you know, where Hellebuck was at and looking forward to seeing him in this game. And I thought we'd seen some signs, especially that third period against Buffalo, that he was back, mm-hmm. if you will. And certainly... He looked very much all caps back last night. Um, the one thing that the Jets hadn't had through this great start is Heli level Heli. Um, and we knew that there was another gear or two for him to get into, and it seems like he's getting into that. Ken and I was sort of going back and forth. His point was it's very important to get the backup goaltender in, you know, rest and all that stuff. And I guess my counter to that was the most important thing is to get Hellebuck in the zone, feeling it consistently playing at that level. And if he starts to do that in these first couple games, if he plays really well, I think I keep rolling with him. I think I play him in Nashville. You know you're going to play him against Edmund, or against Dallas and likely Edmonton next week. Um, where are you on that? Like if Hellebuck comes out and looks like he did last night and the Jets win, do they go to LB on Sunday or do they realize that... Like the wear and tear in November, if you're winning games, gives you the opportunity to play LB more in the second half of the season to get Hellebuck that rest. Um, or do you have a plan? This is when the backup goalie's playing, and you put him in.
4: Uh, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, the Jets just can't. They they can't do what they've done in the past. Like that that's first and foremost. Like he can't be he can't be in and around sixty games. Because I think it's a big reason why he his play has not been top notch come playoff time. I it's just it's a different day and age now. You, you can't do that unless you're chasing a playoff spot down the stretch. You know the Jets need to do everything in their power to keep his his games played, game started number in that low fifty, somewhere in that range. And so, if you're going to do that, even if he is playing good, you're going to have to find games like say Sunday in Nashville. And a spot there to, to give him a, a bit of a break. And I, I think I, I'm always, a, and I'm no goalie goo or anything like that, but I might be more inclined to give him a day off, say, Sunday in Nashville because there's travel involved and things like that. But if you got a homestand coming up, which I believe the Jets do, I don't mind running him three, four games in a row at home if you're the Jets. You know what I mean? Because it's just a little bit, you're, you're trying to minimize the wear and tear over the course of a season. And if you can do that while you travel, I, I, I'd i be okay with that. And, and you do, in a way, have to get Brassois going too, right? Because if you want to keep Hellebuck in that low 50 number, then, then Brassois has got to be seeing a decent amount of game action as well. The one thing that I've always found interesting with the way that the Jets have handled their goaltending situation with Hellebuck, and I get it's not always easy, but they've pretty rarely given the backup two or three starts in a row. You know what I mean? Like, it's always... Where can we find uh, can we find a game or two in this next month that we can throw somebody in to give Hellebuck a bit of a breather, as opposed to to trying to work the backup goalie into a bit of a into a bit of a rhythm as well. So I, we'll see. I don't think they're going to do that. They've never done that. I imagine it's just going to be trying to find a spot start here and there. But I also wouldn't be opposed. I mean, you've got Dallas in that first home game there, so you you want Hilly in for that one. But I wouldn't be opposed to the Jets trying to find a spot in the schedule, or maybe you've got some teams lower down in the standings and you say, look, we can give Hellebuck a week or so off and hopefully Brassois can find his game and give us a bit of a boost there. They're going to have to get a little more creative than they have been in the past where it was just Hellebuck started nine in a row. Other goalie comes in for a game. And then the same process happens over and over. And we see, you know, 62 games played by the end of the season there.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I'm fine with him playing 60, for the record. Like, I, I'm not I'm not as worried about that maybe as some. But I do understand, like, what they need to avoid, and this, I guess, was my point about getting him on a run right now if he's winning games and the team's playing well, is that you avoid the situation that the Jets got into last year due to a terrible stretch of a couple months where you're basically playing playoff games for the last 15 games of the year, yeah. and you have to play him yeah. every night. Like, to me, playing an extra game in November, I don't think that's having a big difference in, in in April, especially, Brandon, when you look at the schedule right now. Like, he played against Dallas. They had two days off, played against New Jersey, had two days off, played against Buffalo, and had four days off before that game against Tampa. Like, if and again, if he goes out and his lights out tomorrow, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing to give Hellebuck a run of, You know, they've got off days in between. So, you know, it would be five games over the course of nine days. And then LB, presumably, would play against the uh, Blackhawks on the Saturday afternoon, although he does love those matinee games and probably would like the (laughs) challenge. So this is
4: the problem. Like, oh, Hellebuck (laughs) loves the matinees. Oh, Hellebuck loves the back to back. But I guess
0: here's my point. Here's my point is just this part of the schedule. um, After that, they have Carolina on the Monday and then – Two days off, Avalanche, two days off. And then you get into, there are back-to-backs against San Jose and L.A. Certainly, you're going to see L.B. in one of those games. And then a big homestand with the Abs, Habs, Wings, and Bruins, where you're playing every second night, and then the Christmas break for three. So um, I guess, put it this way, I realized that when you were conventional thinking is okay that Nashville game you're probably getting him in you go two for the starter one for the backup two for the starter i just wouldn't mind seeing Hellebuck heat up and i did make a take yesterday on the program that yesterday's show was the last time we were going to see Hellebuck with an 8 on his save percentage to start yeah. off he's now got it to 900 right now and uh, wouldn't be a bad thing to keep him rolling but we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow night um just before we finish up, uh, I did want to ask you uh, your thoughts on Vellardi. It's been a big conversation. You know, <laughs> the team playing so, the team is playing so well, everyone's contributing. That second line with Nemetskov looks great. A Fallows fit in perfectly. You don't want to touch that third line. Um, it's not an easy decision, but it's a nice one to have. Bringing back a player like Vellardi and realizing that. Uh, there's a lot of options, but everyone means maybe tinkering with the line that's been going hot.
5: Yeah, I, I, I'm going
4: to stick with my guns on this and go with the line that I would have liked to have seen to to start the season, and that's velardi centering Perfetti and Ehlers. You know, I, I think he might have something good to I, I know, and and has been great. It's it's no fault of of his play or anything like that. But I, I kind of wonder if Perfetti and Ehlers have figured each other out now. You know what I mean? And and Perfetti's just feels I, like they have. He is just so damn smart. Like, he, he just gets it. And I wouldn't mind seeing them have a trigger man like Velarde on their line um, because Perfetti's going to find you if he's open. I mean, Ehlers is going to create a ton of space for you doing his his chaotic, frenetic jitterbug thing all over the the offensive zone. I, I just think they're going to play well off each other. It's a good feeling that I have. I, I still think Perfetti's going to be best suited to the wing in the NHL as opposed to down the middle. I think Velarde can handle that. I, I I think he's gonna be the guy that that can be this team's, you know, now that Shifley's locked up, be this team's number two center for the foreseeable future. So I, I think it's kind of an easy move. I doubt the Jets are gonna do that though. I, I'm not I'm not really sure what the Jets are gonna do, Huss. I I, I
0: can't really get a good read on it.
4: Because well, from they listened
0: to Arneal, he said Velarde's top six player and he's going into the top six. So do you put him back where he was with Connor and Shifley? And then where does I have fallow go? Like, I really think you probably get back to Nemetsnikov, and man, he has been so damn good. He's probably the odd guy out. I know Ken was speculating that they start off with Velarde on the wing and Perfetti at center. And, and listen, Ken did make a good point about a lot of the things. Once the puck gets going, it's somewhat positionless hockey. He has been taking faceoffs. Um, but I think it's more likely that we see Villardi play with Ealers and Perfetti. Whether Vellardi's in the middle or Perfetti's in the middle when he comes back, which could be as early as Nashville, from what we expect.
4: the the weird the, the weird thing with the forward group, though, is how all off season long, the Jets made it a focus to have Perfetti be their their guy down the middle, and then two three games in, it was over. Like I I, I wonder what changed. Like it's very very bizarre and odd to see a team so focused on going in one direction. And then they didn't, I I know there was injuries and all that stuff, but they just never really gave him a chance down the middle. So like, that's why I kind of think that Velarde is going to be the guy that, that does that. And I think he's better suited to it in all honesty than Perfetti. But you do wonder like, what would be the impetus for the jets to be like, you know, we had him penciled in as this guy before training camp got underway. Like, do we give him another chance here? I'm, I'm not sure what they do there. Uh, But it is it's just interesting that we haven't really gotten a great explanation, or at least I haven't heard a great explanation so far as to why they punted on that on that. um,
0: Well, the weird thing was, is like, I mean, that line didn't do much at the start, but I mean, Ehlers was playing catch up. Ehlers wasn't the Ehlers we're seeing right now. And listen, Perfetti did get smoked a couple times. I think about that game against Vegas um, where maybe like, I think maybe they looked at that and said, maybe this is a little too much too soon. They moved to Metzikoff up because they had to with the Velardi injury and I going into that spot. But the other thing that changed is since that move has been made, the guy's been scoring every game. <laughs> and I mean, there is an element of it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it right now. Again, good problems to have for scott O'Neill right now when uh gabriel velardi comes back um so you got a couple days off for this extra u.s thanksgiving weekend uh what's cooking on skates and plates
4: yeah a little i mean since i got it off a little american thanksgiving breakdown around the league i mean see what's going on in edmonton is just it, it's it's, it's Insanity. There, I love when people were like, "It can't get worse, right?" Oh, oh no! Like, as a Flyers fan, believe me, things can get much, much worse very quickly. And I don't, I don't think it's done getting worse at Edmonton anytime soon. There, so I mean, I, there's a there's a ton of fascinating storylines league wide, and the fact that the Jets are playing so good that, that might be like the sixth most noteworthy storyline so far because there have been so many tire fires around the NHL. To go along with a couple teams like Vancouver coming out of you know seemingly nowhere to rock it up the top of the standings, so it'll be, I always I always like kind of taking stock around this time, seeing where things are and all that.
0: Dude, if you want to have uh, if you want to have a, a, a entertaining but morbid time, jump over to our pals at Edmonton Sports Talk for these post game shows. I think they I think they had like fifty three hundred views or something of last night's show. They were pushing like a thousand again in the chat. Dusty had a rant, and I mean, listen, I'm guilty of it. And I, Schickster and a few of you that are jumping into the EST chat with shots, please, that's like doing the wave too early. We're 18 games in. <laughs> this could really come back to bite us in the ass, even as soon as next Thursday when we host Ed, when the Jets host Edmonton. Um, but, I mean, I, like we did the lock shop today. I'm like, so how... uh how was the watch party last night? And he goes, it was It was somewhat of a somber crowd. Uh, but it wasn't somber in the chat afterwards. Yeah. Anyways, Brandon, uh, enjoy the rest of these football games this afternoon and uh, tonight. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for doing this.
4: Beauty sounds good. Have a good one.
0: <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, there is uh, our pal Brandon Rewiki. We're going to continue this convo with our pal Scott Billick. But uh, while we're talking Jets, I'll remind all of you that there's some great Black Friday sales on right now for perfect gift ideas for the upcoming holidays. Right now, on the Winnipeg Jets Black Friday deal, two tickets and a Josh Morrissey bobblehead for $99. Uh, The deal's on right now until midnight Sunday. You can get those tickets and uh, see the six games that are available for it all into the new year winnipegjets.com slash Black Friday and keep an eye out. They're going to have another banger of a deal coming out for Cyber Monday uh, tomorrow and next week. Uh, if you don't already have a ticket for the uh, WST game against the Oilers, um, maybe jump on that thirsty Thursday package, 69 bucks for a ticket and a beer and that two, well, three great games next week. I mean, this could be a battle for first place with the Dallas stars on Tuesday Looking forward to seeing the Jets get another shot at Dallas after that afternooner a couple weeks ago before the West Final. And then our Connors versus two pretty big Connors, Hellebuck and Kyle Connor, uh, against Connor McDavid on uh, the 30th. And then Connor Bedard's first game here in Winnipeg on Saturday, uh, Saturday the 2nd, which is an afternoon game. Again, hit the Jets website and uh, tickets. For all the ticket information, but again, winnipegjets.com slash Black Friday for the uh, $99 deal for the two tickets and a bobblehead for games into the new year. Um, you know what, geez, I guess I'll, I'll announce, uh, we'll get uh, the uh, some more qualifiers I'll mention a little later on, but don't forget, gang, we are giving away this beautiful Trevor Linden autographed jersey, if you can see this, complete with a certificate of authenticity, and the full package of Prairie Naturals men's supplements in a contest with our great sponsors at Vita Health, along with Prairie Naturals, Canada's number one men's health brand. It is Men's Health Month, so what you want to do is go over to Winnipeg's uh, winnipegsportstalk.com slash contest. Just enter your name there. We'll be pulling names throughout the month. Everyone that qualifies is going to get a marble. And we'll be giving this away in a special Thursday marble race on the 30th, the same day as the Euler game for the last day of Men's Health Month for the beautiful Linden autographed jersey and the Prairie Natural Supplements. And of course, with it being Men's Health Month, head on down to Vita Health, your number one choice and stop for great prices on natural and organic supplements, beauty products, groceries, six locations around the city. And of course, you can also shop online at myvita.ca and Prairie Naturals, Canada's number one line of men's health supplements are on sale all month long for Men's Health Month at your local Vita Health. A shout out to our friends at Wallace and Wallace, of course. Um, you know we, uh, you know the fences. I mean, they've been the fencing experts since 1946. They're also the leaders in overhead garage doors. And that overhead garage door of yours had lots of ups and downs. The summer and the fall but it's about to work a whole lot harder because winter puts much more stress on a garage door. The right time to prevent downtime this winter is now call Wallace and Wallace to book your inspection and maintenance service call today for residential and commercial overhead door sales and service. There's only one name or two you need to know. And that is Wallace and Wallace. And Hey, just before we bring in Billick shout out to Andrew, Alex and the gang down at uh, at F apparel massive black Friday sale going on right now. Um, you know, you'll never look better than getting done up at F, and you'll never spend less than doing it right now on that Black Friday sale. Suits beginning at 350 bucks, custom shirts beginning at 50 bucks, ties $15 starting at, and other amazing, amazing sales uh, deals right now at F Apparel. So your your best bet, actually, is make an appointment at F, that's E-P-H apparel.com, Pop down and see them to shop the uh, shop the sale. And, of course, if you are in the downtown area, you can also jump in and see them in person at 190 Smith Street right now. We're live until November 27th, the F Apparel Black Friday sale right now, 190 Smith Street and FApparel.com. All right, let's get Billick in here and continue the conversation. Scotty, what's going on? How are you?
5: It's going, Hus. It's going. Yeah, it's... Uh... I don't know. I don't know where we to talk about the bomber game. Are we too far past that now? Oh, I needed that, that game. I
0: needed that game so bad last night. I mean, between <laughs> yeah. between the bombers on Sunday and then the chiefs with an identical 17, seven lead at halftime losing on yeah. Monday. I, uh, I, and uh, certainly many, bo- many bomber fans <laughs> needed it. Um, I mean, listen, yeah. just quickly, you may as well thoughts. I mean, it, not as much thoughts on, I mean, the game. We all know, I mean, full marks to Montreal. They got it done in crunch time. I mean, a legendary drive to win the Grey Cup. And I think a lot of, to be honest, seeing the crowds in Montreal yesterday, as much as I hate to admit it, probably great for the league, that market. There's a lot of things going on. But to me, the biggest question now as we move forward into the off season is just how different this team might look next year.
5: Yeah, it's interesting cuz you listened to Brady Oliveira, I was yesterday a couple of days ago talking about, you know, like I- I'm interested to see, right? Like the way the way that he kind of made it sound like I need guys back and I mean I assume a lot of those guys that he needs back are are the o- offensive linemen. Um yeah, I'm curious because I mean I think as good as this season was for the Bombers, there definitely were times where I don't know. Is it age or is it just kind of mileage? I, I I think just some of those things kind of maybe maybe crept up on this team at times. Um, That's not to say. I mean, you know, this is an offensive line that got Brady Oliver fifteen hundred yards. So let's not, you know, let's not take anything away from that. But I am curious to see what this team does because what is it like thirty five contracts? I, I believe that are. that that need to be you know they need to figure it out 35 free agents so um and Brady Oliver is one of them and you know I I know he's gonna go look down and look at NFL options and that sort of thing and whatever yeah I I I think he could do some things in the NFL I'm not sure he's an NFL running back though um that said I mean we'll see but I I am curious I, I thought it was a yeah, that was a tough game to watch. I mean, because you know that this team can do so much more sometimes, right? And and I don't think that I don't think Bombers fans got either Winnipeg Blue Bombers at their best in in in, in the best game of the year in in the, the 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 only game that you know truly matters at the end of the day. Um, yeah, uh, you know they didn't. I mean, I, I would say that they showed up in the first half, but it just kind of got out coached they went they went away from a lot of the stuff i think brady was pretty pissed off about you know not really getting the ball as much and so i'm curious to see i mean I, i'm just i want to know what that how that i mean you know it's raw right i mean we know this from last year and last couple seasons with the jets right i mean you know watching the raw emotions at the end of a year i mean obviously the jets didn't lose in the stanley cup final but you know you still have those emotions when a season comes to an end so yeah, we'll see. Um I'm I, I it's gonna be an interesting off season here. And it's gonna start I think from the top to see if, if Kyle Walters is even back as the GM, right? Oh, so that's... I mean that's that's where it starts and then from there we'll see who I mean I imagine if Walters is gone, it, it's it's going to be I, I would I would assume Mike O'Shea might just be the GM. So um, I don't we'll know if he wants kind of to be, though. I mean, know, maybe so.
0: it's Ted Gavaya, Danny yeah. McManus. I mean, really? a combination of those guys. I mean, listen, there's a lot of guys that have done really good jobs for a number of years that deserve to be paid appropriately. There's a staff cap right now. There's a salary cap, and all of that's working against the Bombers, too, uh, to bring the group back. By the way, I'm just getting abused in the chat right now. I think I called you Brandon going coming in. I don't know. If it's not like we don't Did talk you? every week. I didn't week. even I'm, realize. I'm quite aware <laughs> this is Scott Billick of the Winnipeg Sun. Apologies to anyone that's uh, having a little fun with that. Um, but you know what? With all the disappointment of that bomber game, uh, we can still look back at these four years of incredible football. And listen, Montreal yeah. was a mess last off season. They were the longest shot by yeah. far on the odds board to win the Grey Cup, and they're Grey Cup champs, so a lot can happen over the last little bit. However, man, uh, if you're a Bomber and a Jet fan, um, mm-hmm. a lot yeah. easier maybe to you move hide, fo- right? move forward right now um, based on the way this team is playing, and uh, I mean, what a hockey game last night.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I w- it, w- it was fun to watch her. Right, like I mean, that, it that was, was so a, fun. Like I put out day. in the
0: in the uh, w- uh, why not question of the day, um, like that. That to me was the most entertaining game of the season. And I mean, honestly, most one of the most entertaining games I can remember in a long time. And it wasn't like it was a seven six game, but as Scott O'Neill said, it right. had a little bit of everything. And, and to the Jets' credit, you know, they got off to a good start. They got those goals. You knew Tampa was going to have a big push come back. They tied it up. Um, But they really held their own with Tampa the rest of the way. Hellebuck was awesome. That is a huge, huge sign because that was the one thing that was a little bit missing, frankly, even despite the great start of the Winnipeg Jets. Um, But I think they showed a lot last night, and uh, even better to see the captain do it in overtime to uh, finish the job and get two points.
5: Yeah, captain's goal definitely in overtime. I I, I think the thing that sticks out to me most, and, and this is a thing that's kind of been apparent a lot of the season for the Jets. They, they really recognize key moments in games. And, and and I say this because, you know, after Braden Point scored his goal, I mean, the Jets had been outshot, I, th- I think, at that time. I want to say 22 to something at, at that point. Um, so they, they'd surrender a lot in the first 26 and a bit minutes of the game. Over the last 33, 47, I believe it was, um, after Braden points scored the jets the jets just coughed up only at only ten shots in that game. I think it was another four only in in the second period after that so the final thirteen uh thirteen and a bit minutes in you know, that that's a team that understands that okay you know they built up this two one their two nothing lead at the time um and and obviously it got away from them on the power play there and, and in that's a tough one because. You know, if Stamkos obviously scores a beautiful goal, but Mason Appleton's the shot block. He's trying to get to the bench. There's not enough there. Um, you know, and so there's just one guy missing from the shooting lane there. Does it get blocked? Does it not? Well, you know, who knows? But, you know, it, it really disrupts the structure of the penalty kill there. Um, but this is a team that, that that understood after 2-2 that they needed to adjust their game. And they did, you know. And, and that, that was the biggest takeaway for me last night was – you know, you're watching this team kind of get caved in a little bit, shot wise at least. And yeah, it was back and forth. So there was a lot of good saves on both sides, obviously, or both ends of the rink. Um, but the Jets, the Jets adjusted, and and it wasn't you know after a period; it was literally in game, right? Like I mean, Carter Neil talked about it after the game. There was, there was no panic, or you know, however you want to kind of look at that. But it it was really good. It was a really good. It's something that you want to see from this Jets team when they get into these, you know, adversity, because we can go back a couple of years. I, you know, I, you will all remember the jets were up three, nothing against the Colorado avalanche in Denver. Um, And they end up losing six, three in the game that, you know, they, they had full control over. And so this is a team that had full control. Well, it's maybe not full control last night, but they had pretty good control in that game. And they, and they let it kind of slide a little bit, which you know it happens. You're playing against a team that is as good as the Tampa Bay Lightning has been together for as long, has won the cups and all that kind of stuff. You expect the pushback, but and and they got it. They got the pushback, and they sagged a little bit, but it, but it wasn't enough. Like this team didn't continue to free fall, right? And and yeah, it's a hallmark of this team's ability. It's the reason why they have eleven wins this season, right? It, it, it's part of the, they, they can stop the bleeding now, and 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 they can do it, and and they've done it. I, I think primarily or mostly this season without the goaltending, and they got that last night, right? Like that probably. I mean, you come back at. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the game. Perhaps it was the Edmonton game um, that was that was maybe how it look's finest so far this season. Now, though, I think last night kind of surpass that one i mean the brandon hagel save right he, he obviously makes the big save on on, on stamp goes in the second period on the doorstep so yeah i mean i i think this team has just done a really good job of at the end of the day recognizing key moments in the game and when there's a fork in the road they're taking you know the the, the, the turn for the better in 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 these ones and i think this is a big a big change from teams in years past because this team was able to stay or at least get back to their structure um, without without uh, without it needing to take a game or two. And this is why they won four straight. They've you know three they've they've together three wins twice now this season. They've won, They're on a four game meter right now. It's a good team. I mean, I don't really. I mean, it's, it, we're starting to get to a point here where it's like, what do you, what more do we say about this team? Because they're they're just playing really good hockey right now. And for the people that have said, well, this team, you know, who have they beaten? Well, now you can put Tampa Bay on there, and they've already beaten Florida, who's ahead of them in the standing. Now they play Florida again. Like, you can say the Jets beat up on teams, but but we used to we used to talk about this team losing to the teams that they should beat, right? Now they're beating the teams that they should beat, and with this still coming up, and obviously, I mean, they've lost to Dallas and they've lost to Vegas a couple times, but those were still close games, and you could arguably say that those games were basically a coin flip at times. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like. I like what I'm seeing from this Jets team right now. And I think, I think everybody in the chat would feel the same way. And yeah, it's this team is, it it just feels a lot more mature um, than it has in, in in years, you know, in, in, in in several recent years, at least.
0: Hey, uh, just a a quick break in Um, KWB chat legend. One of our favorites, Kenny's (laughs) water bottle with the, Big donation to Movember, uh, our Movember campaign. KWB, you are the best. Thank you very much for that. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks to everyone that has supported the Movember. Look at that. We smashed our goal. Maybe we can double it. We originally said two grand. Now we're at 2840. Um, and We've still got plenty of time before the end of the month. So, uh, man, if we could double that and get to four, that would be unbelievable. But uh, thanks to for all the donations. Kenny's water bottle in particular for the latest one. And, again, if you're just jumping in or you do want to support it, there's a link in the description uh, of this video. Or go to winnipegsportstalk.com and click the link there and uh, and help uh, help us out as well. Um, Bill, did you see Darren Drager's tweet earlier? I haven't, no. Uh, about Rick Bonus. So I've been writing all morning. About, okay, so oh. Dra- Drager put this out about 45 minutes ago. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets with some downtime today in Florida. Looking forward to a quick meeting with Rick Bonus, who's been away from the club the past month on a leave of absence. Bones yeah. is a well-liked and highly respected man. It's sort of a, I will say it's a little bit of a, a weird weirdly one. worded tweet. Um, and I know people haven't been prying or poking around to see, you know, what the latest on it is. And certainly... Right now, Scott Arneal's doing a hell of a job of keeping the ship going in the right direction while he's gone. But uh, I was just wondering, like, what, do you have any takeaway from that um, uh, other than the obvious yeah. that it does kind of maybe create some more questions as to where this is all going?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I, it is interesting. I mean, you know, we haven't heard a lot about about Rick and, and where things are at, obviously, with his wife and that sort of thing but you know you kind of read between the lines i think um mike mcintyre had a chat with adam Lowry on the last road trip and I, I think it at least the way that 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 adam made it sound it maybe it, it sounded i mean i you don't want to speculate right i mean who knows um i i you know i guess you could look at it both ways right i mean you could look at it hey i mean Rick bonus I mean, if you were watching the game last night on on sportsnet they were i, I think john garrett a couple times referenced the fact that he had been Maybe texting with Rick Bonus and or, or that over the last, at least during the maybe during the game and, and, and the night before, something like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean I, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to you know because you hope it's a good sign, right? I mean I think you hope that you know uh, I you know I, I assume and, and maybe maybe it's di- it's difficult to assume this from last season because last season you just had COVID and I don't want to say just had COVID because. Rick got hit pretty hard with COVID last year, but he was often in on the meetings and 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 I believe even addressing the team at times through Zoom or whatever it was while Scott O'Neill was, was playing the interim coach role. Um, this year, I'm not entirely sure how much of that has actually taken place given, you know, obviously the severity of of what's gone on um, and that sort of thing. So yeah, maybe it's just a good thing. Maybe you know it, it sounded like though from what John Garrett said last night that there was parts of the game that Rick didn't like. So I'm I'm curious if if this could just be a Rick bonus, like okay, you know I'm gonna time for me to say something here, even though this team we know that that Rick bonuses often even in 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 wins in victory critique this team quite a bit. So it, it'd be curious. Maybe it's just a good. Hopefully it's a good update. Hopefully who knows? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean I, it's hard to say because and and rightly, so, the Jets have remained pretty tight lipped on this and and as they should I mean personal you know, during this time Rick bonus needs yeah, it's a personal matter Rick bonus and his family uh deserve you know some privacy right now, so I think you know as much as people want to know how he's doing how his wife doing and all that sort of thing yeah i I don't know i you know, I don't think that gets out there if. I don't know. I mean, I think if it, I don't, know. I, I don't want to, I, I just don't want yeah, to speculate. We'll, I, we'll, I mean, the one, the it's one side to,
0: of it is the yeah. one side of it is that I think probably, I mean, everything is on the table. I mean, you know, we don't know when, sure. and I think you have to say, if um, at some point, Rick will come back. Um, but at the same time, I mean, Scott O'Neill had some real positive results last year. We were doing it in some ways. This is yeah. not really new. Um, and I'll tell you what—he's got the guys going really well right now, and they're continuing to uh, kind of build on the way that they started when Rick was behind the bench.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think there's got to be an element in this where the Jets are like, okay, we're doing this for Rick. Um, but I also agree. Like, I, I think, I think if, if nothing else, that Rick Bonus has really instilled on his coaching staff exactly how he wants his team coached. It when or if he's not there or whatever. Um, and, and they do it well, and you know I, I think Neal deserves a ton of credit here, right? I mean, this is not an easy situation to step into, right? You are not the head coach of this team, but you are being asked to do that job, um, and you know you got to think if you're Scar-Neil, you're like, yeah, well, there's still somebody sitting over my shoulder, kind of watching, kind of what's going on. So it, it's interesting, but yeah, no, I mean, I think as I, I think, you know. If you go back to last year, I mean I think last year was very much you know, in hindsight now you look at last year and you're like, you know this team really had to understand what Rick Bonus was asking them, and they learned the hard way uh, you know about what Rick Bonus was asking them and and what happens if you don't do it. Um, you know I think this team is very much in tune now and, and it's not because if you look back at last year there were you know if you look at at the analytics and that sort of thing, this was a team that, that was winning, but they weren't playing the way that that was conducive to, um, you know, winning consistently and that sort of thing. You, you can't say that this year. I mean, this team is playing at a consistent rate, one of the best teams defensively in the NHL, one of the top scoring teams in the NHL. Those two things mesh really well together. You know, that, that's, a, that's a really good marriage when you're you're scoring a lot of goals and keeping a lot of goals out of the back of your net. I think this team has has come together and understood now exactly what this is and I don't think it drops off from coach to coach to coach, and so yeah, I, I've really liked the way that Scott O'Neill has handled it. He's not maybe as blunt as as Rick Bonus is, but you know, there also perhaps doesn't need to be as much bluntness as there was maybe last year because he's not. You don't have again, like going back to what I was saying earlier. I, I don't think you have this team kind of reels itself in now in a way that, that that's completely different from teams in the past, including last year um so yeah but you know i think yeah you know i, I think scar neil's handled it admirably i mean it, it's it's not a great situation it's not the way that you want to you know i i look at you know it's not the same but you look at how columbus and pascal vincent and 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 that
0: oh man not how you want to be
5: a head coach of a team right oh. but you know you got to make do with what you got and and scar neil has done a, a really good job in my opinion so yeah, hey uh
0: Cbus got back in it. Line a got one. I mean, it was the seventh goal uh, yeah. to put them up seven one. But um, that's a weird that team, that, that team just <laughs> needed a win. That young man just needed a goal, and um, yeah. you know, hopefully, some better things are going forward for Columbus after beating up on the Blackhawks. Who, by the way, Taylor Hall is having surgery. He's out for the year. Yeah. And Corey Perry was scratched as, quote, an organizational decision and wasn't with the team today. That's a so weird one,
5: too, eh, Huss? I'm not yeah. sure
0: whether he's going to be uh, he's going to be sticking around long-term in the Windy City. So who knows what the Hawks are going to look like in a couple weeks when they're here on the 2nd of December. But...
5: Corey Perry to Winnipeg, Huss. Corey yeah. Perry to Winnipeg.
0: Who was he taking out of the lineup? <laughs> I mean, I guess... Yeah, I don't know. Why. Especially I guess we'll when Villardi comes back. Like, that's me. the funny thing right yeah. now when we talk about... Hey, get this guy or bring this guy in or trade for line. And you're like, okay, where are you putting them? Because right now we're talking about, okay, yeah. where do you get Gabriel Velarde back into the lineup? Who's already on your club? Um, again, good right. problems to have. But when you play as consistently as the team is doing at five on five, special teams coming around, well, certainly the PK, hopefully coming around and that will go hand in hand with strong goaltending when Hellebuck looked like he was on it last night. Uh, it is a, uh, Interesting times for the Winnipeg Jets. What do you got cooking in the uh, sun coming up these next couple of days?
5: Yeah. Talking a little bit about exactly what we were talking about earlier, um, the key moments thing and that sort of thing. So just trying to look at, you know, uh, know, we're trying to look at things that this team is doing that are maybe different or whatever um, than last year. And and there's been a lot of improvement. And I mean, just look at Connor Helbuck's analytics from that that have shot up, right? Like, I mean, everybody was talking about, oh, you know, it's, you know, he's regressing or whatever you want to talk about. I mean, this guy's now second in goals against uh, goals saved above expected now in the league. And it's just like it took a couple of games and he's he's been on a heater himself, right? I mean, ever since the New Jersey game, it's been kind of up. So looking a little bit at that too. So, well, yeah, let's see. Just, we'll see uh, tomorrow. We'll see tomorrow if my take
0: from yesterday's show that that would be the last <laughs> day all season that his save percentage would start with an eight. It's now starting with a nine. <laughs> Upwards and <laughs> yeah. onwards for uh, for Helly and for the Winnipeg Jets. Have a good one, man. Enjoy the football games the rest of this uh, the rest of today.
5: Yeah, we'll do, man. Appreciate it. Have Thanks. There's
0: one. Scotty Billick of the uh, of the Winnipeg Sun. We got uh, our pal Andy McNeil's going to jump on with us in a second, um, but we do have some great audio from last night, which we will play after Andy jumps on with Adam Lowry, Josh Morrissey, as well as. Big J Journo, Nikolai Ehlers interviewing Lowry after his OT winner last night, as the good vibes keep rolling in the uh, in the Winnipeg Jet locker room. But uh, just before we bring in Andy, a big thanks to uh, our great sponsors at Princess Auto for their support. Of course, they're um, you know, we're welcoming Bomber fans to that Princess Auto Tailgate Zone all season long. We'll have to wait a little while to get back to the park, um, but right now. With winter just, well, ba- technically here, not really here yet. Um, Princess Auto is where you'll find the best deals and the most unique assortment of tools and equipment around everything you need to complete the projects on your list or get through that winter. Or heck, start something new is at Princess Auto. Visit them in person, Panet Road, Portage Avenue West. And you can always shop online 24-7, 365 at princessauto.com. No one loves a sale like the guys at Royal Sports. And Black Friday is here, and uh, Royal Sports has tons of great deals for you just in time for the holiday season. So whether you're looking at adding some new Jets merch to the collection or put it under the tree for the Jets fan and your family, um, bomber gear as well, NFL, Major League Baseball, Raptors and NBA, international soccer, they have it all with a stock and selection that you literally will not find anywhere else. Um, And they're also, for over 40 years, the undisputed heavyweight champs of all things. Hockey, your true hockey superstore. So get on down to Royal Sports for their Black Friday deals right now through the weekend. And make sure to stop off there at some point before Christmas to do all that holiday shopping. Um, And hey, we got football. I'm going to be out of here quickly after the game to get in uh, a good spot at the bar for the Commanders Cowboys game. Then a great one tonight with the uh, Eagles, or sorry, the uh, Seahawks and the 49ers. No better place to do that at BP. Big party at the BP St. Vitale where they do their big Thanksgiving dinner. We're doing tickets for that. But games will be on at all your local Boston pizzas. Happy Hour specials, um, wind jerseys, a trip to Vegas. Um, So if you are thinking about what to do a little later on today, including these Thursday NFL games, you know where to do it, your local Boston pizza. And heck, you can always order online and get the great taste of BP to you by ordering online at bostonpizza.com. So we'll hear from Adam Lowry and Josh Morrissey in a little bit. But right now, let's get Andy McNeil back into WST and check
6: in. Uh, Andy, what's going on, buddy? Love the lid. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me on guys. And I mean, you want to talk about princess auto for a second. Jeez. I, 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 I've, I've bought a lot of stuff at princess auto over the years. And, uh, the the best thing about them is like, you can pretty much return anything. I don't want to get anybody in trouble for saying that, but like, get away with some, some, some stuff, returning (laughs) stuff to princess auto, believe me. Uh, they are, they are, uh, they are great. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's it, listen, it's an awesome company headquartered here in Winnipeg and, uh, I didn't um, know that. I, I we've never had we've never had people like when they got on board with us, so many people going, That's my favorite store. I love oh, it that is. place. Yeah, totally. and, uh, yeah. You know, if you're a gearhead. Well, you know what it's funny. We uh, uh was mentioning that you know it was a tough weekend for Winnipeg sports fans with the way the Great Cup went. Um, but the Jets were back in action just in time last night. Um, you know, you take this from, you know, a betting perspective quite a bit and seeing value with particular teams. Um, I'd imagine people have been making some pretty good money on the Winnipeg Jets this year, considering what the projections were for them going into the season, where people thought of them and what they've been doing, as well as when you kind of get under the hood, the underlying numbers of how good they've been at five-on-five, Andy. Just uh, quick thoughts on uh, the team that is on your cap as you join us on WST today.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was one of those people that was, you know, not super high on Winnipeg. Of course, a lot of uncertainty with uh, the new look lineup and, and, but everything's worked out great. And I mean, I was, I was laughing there when you guys were talking about uh, Connor Hellebuck and, and he had mentioned how uh, Scott, I believe, uh, had mentioned how, um, how people were saying, Oh, look, Hellebuck's regressing. Like this guy's not regressing. Hellebuck doesn't regress. Like one of the most consistent, if not the most consistent goaltenders in the NHL. So you know, business as usual there. Um, the team looks great, and uh, they've 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 done it against uh, a variety of opponents too. So it's not like they're just they've just been cleaning up uh, the easy games or anything like that. So um, no, the the Jets look great and uh, um, definitely uh, in the running there in the Central Division. I don't think they're in the the class of the Stars or the the Abs, uh, you know, for that matter, but. Um, they're 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 not far behind for sure. They're you in that. What they next say year. you are what
0: your record is, and they're tied with the Abs and two points back at <laughs> Dallas, and they get them next week. So we'll see. All in all, though, a great start. And uh, listen, I mean, they're projected now to be uh in excess of a hundred points, which would smash that ninety-four and a half total that we were betting on at the beginning
6: of the of the yes, year. Speaking of that, I have them projected to finish with one hundred and two points right now. Ninety-five percent chance to make the playoffs um what are their cup chances here I mean five percent pretty good 11 percent chance of getting to the cup final I mean nothing to balk at right we'll
0: take it we'll take it right now at this point on American Thanksgiving which we know is such an important day and listen while I while we've got you here um you're in the Edmonton area I mean uh, my pal Dustin Nielsen and I in the lock shop every day I mean I kind of I don't mean to poke, but I always say, oh, how was the show this morning? How, how was the watch party last night at BP? Um, listen, dude, this was a team that everyone expected big things from. And, I mean, it was only a few months ago that they were going toe-to-toe and giving Vegas probably their toughest test in the playoffs. I know you pay close attention to this team. I mean, is there any way to put into words just how stunning this disaster of a start is for the Edmonton Oilers?
6: Well, look, like there. I mean, some people will know about this book. It's uh, a lot of people have talked about it over the years, but it's like a financial more a book about financial markets. Black Swan, Uh, and you know, the Black Swan event is is that that crazy thing that nobody expects to happen. And this is, you know, essentially one of those things because you know I. I mean I know I model things and I'm talking about the Jets chances of going to the cup final but like really all bets are off when you go to the playoffs and um that small sample size it's it's everything changes right but um I always thought that the the Oilers were a team that was going to just carve up the regular season right like this was their playground um Connor McDavid obviously we thought he we didn't know he was going to be uh be banged up uh, like he is but um, just really surprising to see them struggle like they have. And I know that people have been pointing towards their, you know, expected goals percentage at the start of the season and even in that first month. Um, but lately, especially since Chris Knobloch took over, it's, it hasn't been good. They played mostly poorly in, in my opinion. And I mean, anybody who who was watching the games early in the season knows that, yeah, while they might've been dominating the shot clock and, um, and generating a lot of scoring chances and things like that and doing a lot of good things, Um really, really a big mess in their own end. And yeah, like it's, it sucks that every mistake seems to end up in the back of the net. The goaltending has to be way better. It probably won't be. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this team is, is, is out of it right now. As far as I'm concerned, I saw people talking on Twitter last night after the loss saying, Oh, the, you know, the Oilers playoff chances are below 50% for the first time this season. I think they've been below 50%, you know, for the better part of the last two weeks. Right. And, and um, pretty much since that loss to the sharks actually, Ah, uh, that was kind of the 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 you know deciding factor there that really pushed them under fifty percent. And um, now they're at at thirty seven percent according to my my projections. So, not it, it's pretty bleak, man. I don't think the Oilers are going to get in. Like you still think there's a uh, there's a sliver of hope there that they're going to, I guess, turn it around and maybe get a goaltender or something, get some kind of spark. I know their schedule gets a lot easier uh, um, in January and and after that, but yeah, even but the, the, the next four boy, weeks. Then. And yeah, it's gonna be like in all reality. Like the the next four weeks are are pretty brutal. A lot of tough teams. They're gonna play Florida and Tampa Bay and Carolina. All those teams again. It's not getting any easier. I showed you that I think a week ago. I said, look at the schedule. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's it's. I mean, I don't know why people were still bullish on them. Like, yeah, okay, they probably have a. a pretty good win percentage between you know now and the end of the season pretty respectable but based on their start and the fact that they're probably just going to kick their tires and spin their tires over these next few weeks like they're not going to be in a position in january to make a run for it they're going to they're going to probably fall short like kind of like vegas did uh, a couple of years ago right when they missed the playoffs um they 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 almost got in they just fell short at the end of the season despite a big push I feel like that's probably where we're going to see with the Oilers here.
0: You know, somebody was in uh, the EST chat when we were doing lock shop today and having this conversation, and they said, like, the, the, here's a stat that will freak any Oilers fan out. The Oilers need to go, and I can't remember whether it was 10-6-2 or 10-4-2 over this next stretch, just to get to where St. Louis was when they started their turnaround and went on that crazy thing, like wrap your head around that. I mean, it, it could not be bleaker. And I mean, then it adds so many other questions. I mean, they've already whacked the coach. They've kind of played that one. I mean, it, you'd be trading from such a point of weakness right now. Um, Jack Campbell's in the minors. I mean, I, I mean, it is it is stunning. And listen, the one thing you do know, Hey, they've got Connor McDavid. They've got Leon dry like, could they go on a 13 or 15 heater? Like in theory, yes, but the way they are so disjointed right now, I mean, McDavid's fifth in scoring on the team.
6: Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, like, and look at the way he's scoring a lot of his goals. Like, yeah, he gets the odd breakaway and, and, and things like that. And, but he's, he's not using his speed out there the way that we're accustomed to seeing him use. Like he's chipping in pucks like close to the net. He's, you know, using his shot as much as he can. Um, he, he's not, he's not the same player right now. And, um, I think it's a good lesson though for everybody like obviously this isn't going to happen every year McDavid's probably going to be the dominant player that he is most years but um you know like the 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 short heart trophy favorite stuff I mean it's it's almost worth it to take a flyer on somebody like out there preseason or early in the season if it looks like he's not going to get off to a good start because even now there's still players like like Kucherov sitting around there like 12, 13 to one and things like that. Right. It's there's definitely players out there that are, are worth taking a flyer on that. I had somebody bring up McCarr, car uh, who's out there around 40 or 50 to one. But I, I don't know if that'll happen. But
0: yeah, well, I mean, Quinn Hughes is in the mix right now with the season he's had just quickly on Vancouver. Um, can Vancouver keep doing what they're doing through this first quarter of the season?
6: not the way they I don't think they like they're they're going to I think that was a you know they very fortunate to have the start that they did and, and I mean just don't expect that to be the norm and you know just just be glad if this team kind of stays above water the rest of the season and gets themselves into the playoffs right um they've already exceeded everybody's expectations uh I've got them projected to finish with 99 points like pretty much a 90% chance of making the playoffs so um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, like it's, they banked a bunch of, of, wins and points and now they're in a good spot. And I, I mean, they've got good goaltending and, uh, they're, you know, they're, they're gelling anyway. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, uh, they're, they're a little bit tough. They're tough to bet on. Right. I mean, it's, it's, I think the public perception of them is a little bit higher than, than where they actually are. So Andy McNeil at digital
0: gambler on uh, Twitter and X is uh, our guest, um, any other teams that you have been having quite a bit of success? Like, is there a couple teams that are undervalued right now that uh, getting a little uh, better of a share of your sprinkles when uh, you're throwing down on the night's games?
6: Yeah, totally. I'm just uh, pulling this up here. Um, I've uh, I found a lot of value on the Flyers as of late. It didn't work out for me um, last night. That's for sure. The the, the Islanders did what they they love to do and get an early lead and just kind of choke a team out in a really boring. <laughs> Uh, boring way. They let the Flyers come at them in waves, but I mean, this team is, is fun to watch. And they, even when they don't play very well, I mean, we're, we're over a month in here at uh, 20 games, roughly, right? We're at the 20 game mark. And this team is still a, a top 10 team in expected goals. And, and I think that's, that's something that you have to, to give a little bit of respect to and their, their scoring kind of matches that too. So I really like the Flyers uh, lately. Of course, you're, you're looking ahead here at Friday and Saturday. There's a lot of back-to-back games, you know, like a, a bunch of teams playing back-to-back sets here on Friday and Saturday. Uh, and the Flyers are one of those teams. So um, I'm looking at the Flyers versus the Rangers on on Friday as a potential spot to play the Flyers in. Um, but, you know, do we get Jonathan Quick in goal for the Rangers? <laughs> he's he's been obviously playing above his head uh, to date, but um, maybe it's Igor Shesterkin. The Rangers are on a, a back-to-back on Saturday too, but I don't want to bet on the Flyers really when it's when it's Samuel Urson unless the price is uh, is a lot longer. Let's just say, but um, I, I, I would look to back the Flyers in a game against the Rangers uh, if the goaltending matches up. Properly, you know, with with hard and quick going head to head, with both teams playing back to back, so that's something I'm looking at. But yeah, I mean, I've I've found some value throughout, like on different teams throughout the season for a while. It was. Um, the red wings at the start of the season but luckily i just kind of tail off at the right time and, and don't lose a whole bunch of, of money back to to the the bookmakers uh, when the when things kind of turn for for a team like detroit but but yeah it's it's kind of different every week and, and i've got a new favorite team every week and right now it's the flyers they're the team that i feel is being Undervalued in a lot of games uh, uh, in the betting market right yeah, now.
0: Yeah, they they were a parlay killer in the first month of the season when everyone thought that they were going <laughs> to be one of the worst teams of the year. You get... I,
6: I did too, but I, that's the thing—you got to be able to, to 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 change your opinion on things really quick in in the sports betting landscape, right? I mean. Uh, if, if you want to die on a hill for for a team, you're you're gonna go broke doing it a lot of the time. So, <laughs> hey, uh, before we go, you got any action on these uh, late NFL games today? Uh,
0: Dallas, Washington, and uh, San Fran, Seattle.
6: If I did, I would be throwing you know what at the wall, right? I don't know anything about football. I'm a hockey guy. I stick to hockey. Uh, you guys can um, check me out every day on the Canada of the Sports Betting YouTube channel. I, I do a show. Um, well, before you guys are on the air called the puck portfolio, and I, I basically handicap every game every day. Uh, pretty much Sundays are the only day that I, I kind of take off. I do it Monday to Friday uh, and even on, on Friday, like on tomorrow's show, I'll be looking ahead to to Saturday's games early, uh, trying to get people the, the the early start on handicapping a, a big weekend in the NHL. Love
0: it again. So it's Canada sports betting on the YouTube channel. And uh, of course, people can grab the links and everything on Twitter at digital gambler. Uh, Enjoy uh, the rest of the day. Take in some of these games because we got no hockey, but big, big slates tomorrow and Saturday heading into the weekend. Andy, great stuff, man. Let's do this again real soon. Thanks for jumping on.
6: Yeah. Anytime, man. Thanks. Have a great day. Beauty. Uh, There is our pal Andy McNeil. And
0: again, at digital gambler on Twitter. And Canada Sports Betting is the YouTube channel that you'll want to go and check out on a daily basis. All right. Um, hey, got to thank our friends at Little Brown Jug for their great support of Winnipeg Sports Talk. Weekend coming up. We got some football tonight. Maybe you pop by your local beer store and grab some generics or some 1919s to uh, make it a uh, an even more festive holiday for those of us south of the border. But it does sort of feel somewhat festive for us here, certainly with all these football games. And again... Little Brown Jug, William Avenue, the tap room, place to be a great spot to get together around the holidays. We'll be doing that on December 6th, as well as uh, you can get all, not only the beers, but great Little Brown Jug merchandise as well. And hey, a big shout out to Nick and Nikki DQ. Speaking of festivities, um, you know what would go great for the holidays? You know, when you got to have these big dinners and you're supposed to bring something, Take a page out of my book. Get a DQ ice cream cake. Everyone loves them. Nick and Nicky will help you out with that. You can order them online. Get them customized at DQ Manitoba. Or pop by and see them at DQ Northgate, DQ Polar Park, DQ Niverville, as well as their new Pita Pit now in Niverville as well. If you want catering options? Hit them up on Twitter or X or Instagram at Pita Pit Neverville. All right, Reem, I do want to get to the Lions in these games. It looks like oh, the Packers have beat the Lions. Big upset. Twenty nine twenty two, the final in that game today. Tough loss at home for the Lions. They they dodged a bullet last week against the Bears, not today against the Packers. Uh, but we promised that we'd hear from last night's overtime hero and Adam Lowry. And uh, Rima, why don't we start off with number five? Here's Adam Lowry on the winning goal last night in overtime.
3: Yeah, you know what? It kind of starts in the diesel. I think I was. Kind of get sent out there to win the draw, and I, I didn't do that. So, um, but you know, I, I think we we had some good patience. I think sometimes in three on three, you know, you, you get caught forced trying to reach and you know trying to to create and just against pointer, uh, you know, we just tried to give him a little bit of space and stay under it, and you know, we were able to force the turnover on a bobbled puck and kind of took off. And you know, a great job by Vladdy and P to to get up and create the first chance and an unbelievable pass by Neal. So. Just tried my best uh, to not miss. So, you know, it uh, it was nice to see that one.
0: All smiles on the captain sporting a pretty nice duster for Movember as well, I must say. Um, uh, Connor Hellebuck was a huge part of the game as well last night. And uh, the captain sang the praises of their starting netminder last night after the win.
3: You know I don't know if you heard Nikolai earlier but uh, Heli was really pushing for the the day off tomorrow so um, you know I think there's some great fish, fishing on that side uh, so um, but you know we, we can't say enough about both goalies and how they've they performed for us this year uh, you know the, the one he lets in in the first scene play their their power plays clicking you know he, he stops breakaway he makes numerous saves in tight, uh, you know second third opportunities he, he really allowed us to to find our legs even at the start of the second period you know kind of until they tied it up you know we were back on our heels and you know he, he gave us a chance to win and, you know that, that's why he's always in the Vesna conversation that's why you know he's the backbone of our team so um, he had another great night for us.
0: Yeah, Adam Lowry on Connor Hellebuck who was uh... Who was Hellebuck last night? Any questions about him being back? Uh, don't worry about it anymore. Um, obviously, Lowry got the winner, and Neil Pionk made the beautiful setup for the OT goal, but Vlad Nemestikov had a huge part of that goal as well. Here's Lowry on Nemestikov's contribution to the uh, win in overtime.
3: He's He does so many little things right for us. He has so much value to that line that he plays on. He's had a great start for us, and you know, he, there's so many subtleties to his game that I think go unnoticed and, you know, the, the poise with the puck and, you know, kind of the patience in in traffic and stuff. So, um, you know, it was another great play by him. And then, he, you know, finding kind of that scene was unbelievable.
0: Uh, I praise for number seven, uh, Vladdy Metznikov, who has been so important to this run and Certainly, really clicking right now with Perfetti and Ehlers. Uh, one more from the captain, uh, who uh, talked about uh, winning that fourth in a row and keeping the streak rolling.
3: Yeah, it's huge. It's every night's a tough night to to win in the NHL, and um, we know how crucial you know every point is. We, we were scratching and clawing to get in the playoffs last year, so can you continue playing well? Um, you know, I, I think that's the main focus. Uh, conti- Continue racking up points. It was it was huge that uh, we found a way to win tonight. And you know now we go into Florida. and We know they're playing extremely well. They, they've got some guys back on the back end. And you know they, they're a tough test too. So um, you know we're going to enjoy the day off tomorrow. Enjoy the Thanksgiving uh, dinner at the
0: hotel, and you know, get ready for them. All right. So there's Adam Lowry, and listen, guys. If they're gang, if there's any question as to how high the spirits are of the Winnipeg Jets. Check this out! Nikolai Ehlers muscling out Weber and putting his big J Jurno hat on and uh, getting into the scrum for the captain as well.
5: Yeah. Um, how does it feel to be
3: such a beauty ending that game in, in OT and you know getting us an off day tomorrow? Yeah, I know uh, it, it feels real nice, Nikolai. Uh, I know really? Helly's excited, so uh, that's the oh, least you can on. do. Yeah, but I uh, know it feels good. Okay. I was. Uh, I'll see you on the plane, fly. Thank
5: you,
0: Oh, Reem, what a what a funny moment that was. I couldn't help but retweeting that. It just, uh, I mean, winning is contagious. Um, the good feelings around the club um, continue to go. When they're playing the way they will, getting the results.
1: And uh, even Nikolai Ehlers getting into the scrum. What a cool moment that was. You commented uh, vibes and like a uh, graph pointing yeah. up. And I think, yeah, you know your team is feeling good when you have guys... <laughs> jumping in the what the fake you know doing the reporter bit when they go into the scrum I know uh, it's just I think this might be just Ken there Rennie was there as well with sportsnet so shout out to uh, those road reporters who are traveling on the road but hey Nick found a spot in there usually it's pretty crowded when it's here and I had to get the question look at this smile from Adam Lowry having a having a good time over there and you know, all the you know, it's like hockey players, they secretly want to be uh reporters too. Wanna to take you know, take a turn dishing out the questions rather than just <laughs> taking them all the time. So shout it to Nicky's having some fun.
0: Oh, that was a fun moment. Uh listen, Josh Morrissey had another monster game last night. The points keep coming. Oh, our season props looking good for Josh right now. All the Jets props right now are actually looking great. Uh, but uh, here's Josh Morrissey on uh, another big win for his squad and uh, obviously scoring the uh, early goal and assisting on uh, the beautiful tip by Mark Shifley in the first. Yeah, I mean, obviously
7: they've uh, got a great team. They've uh, uh, proven that over the last five or longer years. I mean, with the you know cups and just caliber of play and team they have and some of the best players in the world. So um, it's always a tough game, especially in this building. It's a tough one to play in. Um, you know I thought we did a good job obviously getting the lead uh, they pushed back and the best part probably was us settling in after uh, went 2-2 and just kind of playing a pretty solid game you know there's some chances either way but we didn't break and um, it's a huge two points yeah, what
3: do you think of the way that you got that nice start what were the keys to, to building the lead
7: well um, they, they start well in this arena um, you know it's a tough uh, a tough building to play in and uh, you know I think for us we just wanted to be ready right off the bat and um, you know had some good ozone movement on my goal and then nice PP goal for sure That uh, uh, is an area we're still trying to build and it's nice to see that work and so um, that
0: was kind of the start I would say. Oh, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention about Josh. Uh, before the game yesterday after the morning skate um, the Jets put out a video where he was uh, having a chat with a couple of young kids um, who were there down in Florida after going to Disney World as part of a trip from the Dream Factory. And obviously, we had that great promotion last year. Hopefully, we'll do something into the new year with Josh and Wallace and Wallace and the Dream Factory again. Um, but, you know, Josh, a major ambassador for the Dream Factory and um, taking a little bit of time, um, you know, to uh, hang out with the kids beforehand and hook them up with the jersey. And uh, obviously, uh, the kid's probably really thrilled to see uh, Josh score that goal, there's the picture that the Jets put out and can't say enough about, you know, our relationship with Wallace and Wallace and the Dream Factory and how much fun that was and a lot of the things that you don't see behind the scenes that Josh Morrissey does throughout the year. We got a little glimpse into it yesterday. Um, So uh, a great day all around from morning right until night. A couple more clips from Mo, uh, including praise for Connor Hellebuck, like we heard from Adam Lowry. Here's what Mo had to say about 37 in the pipes. What he does all the time, but
7: just timely saves that we see all the time uh, with him, you know, we're 2-2 or 2-1 there and, and you know, some huge uh, slot saves that he had uh, in that second period that uh, um, he kept the game either even or, or just right around when, you know, that score when they were pushing. So um, that was uh, massive by him. He had some big saves in the third as well and just such a stabilizing, calming guy back there that, uh, you know, makes uh, makes everyone else in front of him relax and play.
0: All right one more from Josh Morrissey and everyone I'll get into this in just a second looking at the standings because it is U.S. Thanksgiving Day uh, but Josh Morrissey talked about the significance of their spot in the standings at Thanksgiving and of course the four-game heater that they uh, extended last night.
7: You're excited about how we've uh, built so far and um, you know I think just there's so much hockey left. I mean, obviously there's... Uh, you want to have a good start to the year and, you know, build off the things that you're trying to from either the prior year or training camp, but um, the majority of the hockey's left to be played, and uh, it's only going to get harder and harder from here, as we all know. So uh, we can build off our start. Um, should be proud of uh, the way we're playing as a team, uh, but there's a long way to go.
3: It's tough to put streaks together. I what mean, does it mean to kind of get to four and to give yourself a chance to, to even try to extend that?
7: Yeah, it's, I mean, everyone talks about it. It's really hard to win hockey games in this league, and uh, when it's going well, you know, you got to embrace that, enjoy that, and kind of try and create that ride as much as possible. Um, You know, you can win one or two games, I think, not necessarily playing the right way, but usually when you start to uh, put a few together, it means you're doing... uh, You know, a lot of good things in your game to win different ways and uh, getting a lot of contributions from different guys and different, uh, you know, special teams and stuff like that. So um, it only gets harder to kind of keep piling on the wins. Florida's playing great uh, right now, and, um, you know, we'll have to be ready to go.
0: All right, there's Josh Morrissey from the Winnipeg Jets. and Listen, just before we get to uh, the uh, the standings and uh, the uh, current situation at U.S. Thanksgiving, uh, special thanks to our boy T Will, always one of our favorites in the chat, mixing it up. Uh, T Will just made a really nice donation to the member for, member uh, Movember campaign, and wrote, "Today is the one-year anniversary of my dad passing away from metastatic metastatic prostate cancer. Get checked. Uh, very, very important advice for uh, all of you guys out there." And uh, T Will. Thank you very much. Sorry about the anniversary, but uh, we do appreciate you doing your part to help us uh, raise money for Movember at this time of the year. All right, Reem, fire up the the standings. We've been waiting a few weeks to do this. Today is the day. U.S. Thanksgiving, a very important day when it comes to making the playoffs. and, And listen, the Jets just aren't in a spot. They're comfortably in a spot with a nice cushion right now in the top three in the Central, and whether you talk to Andy, whether you talk to Dom, uh, playoff percentage well into the 90th percentile.
1: Yeah. And here, I mean, look, this is the standings at U.S. Thanksgiving. So, you know, three to five teams who are out uh, will be getting in, but most of them, large percent, are still in. And here's the Jets, 24 points. Very nice, uh, Lee. The Blues just behind them. And uh, I mean, a bit of a gap here. You got the Blues and then the Kraken. And then. I mean, the Ducks, they're not a playoff team. Arizona, no. Calgary, no. I mean, they're looking pretty strong. And, I mean, of these teams who, other than the Blues and Seattle, like, which of these teams are going to get in? Any of them? Like, Minnesota, I'm waiting for them to do something? Or does Edmonton go on some crazy run here mm-hmm. and get in? Like, I'm
0: out. I'm out on the Oilers now. And listen, I'm mm-hmm. fine with it because, as I said, if they did get into a wild card spot, they would scare the hell out of a lot of teams because just to do that, they would have had to play at such a good clip. They would have, mm-hmm. by definition, have somewhat turned it around. I mean, when we're looking at the West right now, credit to St. Louis and the way they've played. I mean, they didn't look very good against the Jets in a couple of games, but other than that, they've been great. They've won two in a row. They're seven three in their last ten. And I mean, to me, the most important number when you look at these teams is the difference between their wins and regulation losses. Um, the Jets are plus six, Avalanche plus six, Dallas is plus eight in in uh, in the division in the Pacific. Um, Vegas is 10 games above, Vancouver seven, LA is eight. LA's only played 17 games, though, but 11, three, and three on the season. Wow. And St. Louis is three games above with the 10, seven, and one. But Seattle right now is in that eighth spot at only 8, 8, and 5. So they they played a few extra games. So basically, that last spot in the uh, in the West is just at 500. And 500 is 82 points um, for the season. Now, that has to go up. Somebody in this group will take a step up and will be, you know, maybe it ends up at 90 points or so, but... Like, I I will almost tell you that these three teams in each division are in. St. Louis probably has a, uh, no, I don't have that number, but I'm sure St. Louis is probably in excess of 75%, maybe close to 80% with where they're at right now. And then Seattle, the Ducks, the Coyotes, the Flames, the Preds, even the Wild and the Oilers, everyone pretty much battling, in my opinion, for that eighth and final spot.
1: Like, I, I think seven of these eight teams are in
0: when we start the Stanley Cup playoffs.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny. Dom has St. Louis, even with the way they've played, as 10% to get in, still has Calgary way above them, Seattle, Edmonton. I think this is Nashville. I think people are just waiting for um, Edmonton to bounce back, but I don't know if that's going to come. Uh, so, I mean, uh, we we're watching the Jets game, but I had a laugh. Like after the first period, the Oilers were down four-one. Well, I texted you. Yeah. I
0: texted you after the first period. I'm like, insane game. Like, what a period! And you went, "Are you talking about the Oilers down four-one?" Yeah. <laughs> and I, I wasn't paying attention to that part. You got to be kidding me. Well, kinda just, just you can't turn away. You cannot turn away from it.
1: Uh, it's fascinating, it's, and I think there's a lot of uh, schadenfreude that happens here with Jets fans that you like seeing, and we're going to be seeing uh, Winnipeg Sports Talk Night at the Jets game uh, next Thursday. We're going to get a firsthand look, and just the way things have gone, I would expect a lot of goals uh, for the Jets. But this man, this Western Conference, I don't think is that good. Like St. Louis, we've seen them twice. They did not impress in either of those games. We look at their goal differential, it is one. Like, Does Arizona have it in them to make a run? Calgary, do they start figuring it out? With the uh, Huberto and or Nashville, they got some hot goaltending. Uh, maybe those teams could could go in, and I think Seattle had a magical year last year. But I don't know if they have the uh, top end talent. Although they did put a weapon on uh, San Jose, <laughs> San Jose yesterday, yeah. which uh, apparently everyone everyone
0: does that everyone. except
1: the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, so uh, um, the West seems to. I think it's the East us where. You know, things could get shuffled around more. I think there's a lot more, uh, a lot better teams in the East, like Pittsburgh. Well, you got
0: Boston, all... Florida, and Tampa in the, in the Atlantic, um, 31 points, one regulation loss for the Bruins. They're just, I mean, an absolute machine. Uh, and then Florida and Tampa, and of course, we're going to see Florida tomorrow. And the Jets are one of those six regulation losses that the Florida Panthers have had this season. And then in the Met, the Rangers have looked great. We saw them here, and it was a really tight game, but full marks to the Rangers for winning at 13-3-1. And, uh, and then the Caps. The Caps maybe are the biggest surprise to me. Yes. Um, they won again last night. They've rattled off five in a row. They're 8-1-1 one and one in their last 10. And they've got 22 points in just 16 games so far, so a great start. And I mean, the the Hurricanes are going to be there as well. They're 11-7. and seven. So, I mean, I think if we assume that those three teams are in, you then look to the wild cards. The Leafs, 10-5-2. They've only played 17 games. I think the Leafs are a playoff team. I'm willing to say that I think for sure 13, and I'll say 14 if we include St. Louis, if these teams are going to be in. Uh, And then it's this big race. Detroit is holding down that final wild card spot with 21 points. Philly is also at 21. They've played one more game. The Islanders, 19 uh, points in 18 games, and then Pittsburgh at eight, uh, at 500. The Sabres, one game under. The Habs, one game under. I'd love to see the Sabres take a run. I think Pittsburgh will make a push, um, but I'm pretty sure Toronto and all of the teams in a playoff position in the division right now are pretty much going to be in.
1: Okay, wait. What happened in New Jersey? They got off to such a hot start since Jack Hughes got hurt. It hasn't gone well with them. Four, six, and two. And Ottawa was a team. Although I guess Ottawa's only played 15 games. A lot of teams have played, you know, 20, 18, 19 in New Jersey. Yeah. Um I'm curious they're gonna get Jack Hughes back. So we'll see. Well any-
0: he's back right now, although they got skunked last night by the Red Wings. That blew our lock shop parlay yesterday. Uh but put it this way, they have won two of their last eight. Um, and when you're without Timo Meyer, when you're without Nico Heischer and you're without Jack Hughes, that is a massive, massive part of their lineup. I, I would expect Jersey to be that other team, um, but again, we'll see. They've got a lot of work to do right now. Again, uh, a U.S. Thanksgiving always, always an interesting day when we're looking at the uh, at the standings. All right, listen before we uh, before we finish up, let's take a quick look and uh, see. What's cooking over at Cool Bet. Two NFL games today still to come. Bottom of the hour, Commanders and Cowboys. That line got as high as 13.5 earlier today, but the Cowboys are 13-point favorites in this game. The Commanders plus 530 on the money line. If you're looking for another big Turkey Day upset, Cowboys minus 625, and the total is 48. And as far as the late game goes tonight, this should be a good one. In Seattle, the 12s will be out in full force. The Niners, seven point road favorites against their division rivals, the Seattle Seahawks, minus 323 on the money line. And the Seahawks coming off a couple of tough losses, plus 290. Tomorrow, don't forget, Black Friday game. It'll get going during WST. The Dolphins and Jets, and Miami's a nine and a half point favorite in that one. Um, and the total, 40 and a half. Tim Boyle getting the start. No more Zach Wilson. And again, there's no NHL tonight. We'll get odds up later on, but we may as well. It's a big day. We may as well check in on the uh, cup odds. Three way tie for the uh, most likely to win the cup. Nine to one for the Bruins, nine to one for the Avs, nine to one for the Golden Knights, ten to one for the Rangers, Hurricanes, and Stars. 12 to 1 for the Leafs. New Jersey is still 14 to 1 despite where they're at in the standings. Kings 18 to 1. Oilers 19 to 1 despite where they're at. And where are the Winnipeg Jets? Oh, looky here. 60 to 1 at the beginning of the season. Now 32 to 1 just behind the Vancouver Canucks, who were at 25, and ahead of the Buffalo Sabres, who were at 35. People still sort of sleeping on the Jets. Again, we're talking about winning the Cup. For the win, the West right now, the Jets are thirteen to one. Vegas is the favorite at plus three fifty, and Rangers. uh, Boston's five to one. New York Rangers plus five fifty, and the Canes six to one. Jersey is seven fifty, and the Leafs seven to one. So, if you want to take advantage of the off day to peruse the uh, season lines for both the Cup and the Eastern, and the Western Conference, including playoffs. It's all up there at Coolbet. Use the promo code WST if you haven't played at Coolbet before for a 100% bonus up to 200 bucks on your first deposit. You uh, know, I mean, who you got in these games? Will we, I mean, I think we all expect San Fran and Dallas to win. Will the Commanders cover the 13 or Seattle make it within 7?
1: Um, I think no. I think Geno Smith's banged up for Seattle and uh 49ers are rolling. You see what Brock Purdy, had a perfect uh, QB rating, yeah, last he was
0: week. Good last and,
1: week, and they have a uh, Christian McCaffrey. He's he's pretty good. So uh, I like uh, I like San Fran, and I mean the Commanders got shredded by Tommy DeVito last <laughs> week. Uh, so no, I can only imagine what Dak Prescott and Ceedee Lamb are gonna do. Dak's been absolutely on fire, and what Ceedee Lamb was, he got 150 yards and a touchdown just about every week. So uh I am on the favorites to cover in in this I'm gonna one. I'm going to take
0: the commanders. I'm going to take the commanders. Got a little sprinkle on a Brian Robinson touchdown, a plus 150. I'm just looking at the anytime touchdown scorer. <laughs> For him On, on McCaffrey. Dallas? McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Okay. Minus 227. That's the streak crazy. ended a couple weeks ago. Uh, but he'll probably start a new one. That's about as guaranteed to come in as just about anything in the National Football League right now. Um, Fun show today, and uh, looking forward to tomorrow. Marble race. Mike McIntyre is going to join us, talking some Jets, and getting ready for that big one against the uh, Florida Panthers. Maybe even we'll get a little audio from Paul Maurice about his old team tomorrow, Um, and more from the Winnipeg Jets before we drop the puck tomorrow night at 7. Or
1: eight, it, I think actually. It's yeah. Is that because of the Dolphins game? I was actually trying to think like, why would they start at? That makes sense because the Dolphins are playing in New York at yeah, two o'clock. Yeah, two, two our time. So maybe they stretched it if people are watching, or maybe you can have Thanksgiving dinner and go. The NHL is trying to take over Black Friday. And the day before Thanksgiving, but leaving Thanksgiving open to the NFL. I like it. Was there all games all day? Uh, tomorrow too. Remember the Jets always playing in Minnesota in the well, afternoon. Let's take a
0: quick look at the schedule for tomorrow.
1: Here, like, here I, go, I know there's
0: a great game to kick it off. Uh, noon our time uh, is the, uh, what, what do we have here Friday? Rangers Flyers tomorrow mm-hmm. at noon. Mm-hmm. Bruins Red Wings at noon. One o'clock Leafs Hawks. 2 o'clock Oilers Caps, 2 o'clock Preds Blues, 2 o'clock Blue Jackets Devils, 2.30 Kings and Ducks, 2.30. Holy smokes, we're going to definitely have to do, maybe fire up a DraftKings contest for yeah. that.
1: I'll do an early um, and a late one for the Jets team.
0: Yeah, Canadians Sharks at 2.30 as well. Then at 5 is the Penguins and Sabres. 6.30 Ottawa hosts the Islanders. 7 o'clock, oh, this will be a good one, Lightning and Hurricanes. That's a good one. 7 o'clock, Jets and Panthers. 730, Flames, Stars. 730, Avalanche, Wild, big Central Division tilt mm-hmm. in Minnesota, and then finishing up at 9 with the Canucks and the Kraken. Um, and I guess, I'm looking at this on ESPN, but no, I, so I guess it is a 7 o'clock game our time tomorrow. Yeah, Um, But that makes sense. 8 o'clock in Florida, 7 o'clock here. Um, So uh, great way to get into the weekend.
1: Yes, some good games. I got to say, there were some great games last night too. Vegas and Dallas going to overtime. Uh, It was a 1-1 game. Uh, Jack Eichel with the winner. And I was was on the Vancouver-Colorado game you mentioned as part of your parlay. I watched that too. Colorado won, man. Kale McCarr. I mean, a lot of people talking about uh, Quinn Hughes. The numbers he's putting up, but Kale McCarr, this guy, is good. I mean, defenseman scoring a goal on a breakaway. that doesn't, doesn't happen too often, and uh, they use 29 points. Quinn Hughes, 31. So that was a great game. Uh, great game yesterday, and there were some good games tomorrow as well. So uh, here we are, U.S. Thanksgiving. We've already uh, closed the book on who's, the playoffs. Uh, don't need to play the rest of the season. Let's just fast forward to April.
0: You got it. Uh, there's Amanda. Great show, guys. Looking forward to tomorrow's Friday Marbles. You know it, Amanda. We will see you then and see uh, all of you tomorrow, one o'clock. We'll get it going. As I mentioned, uh, tons of pregame coverage of the Jets and Panthers. Mike McIntyre's going to jump on. We'll uh, hit the. Uh, NFL notebook with hacksaw. We'll drop the marbles and kick off the weekend as we always do here on WST. Oh, and we'll announce a bunch more qualifiers for the Linden jersey. Uh, get on over to WinnipegSportsTalk.com slash contest if you haven't already. And, uh, We'll uh, have all our weekly qualifiers. We'll mention those tomorrow on the program. Have a great evening. Enjoy the NFL football for Turkey Day south of the border, and make sure to join us tomorrow as we get ready for the weekend and the Jets Panthers tomorrow night, right here on Winnipeg Sports Talk. Later, gang. Oh my God! Oh! Shut
4: it down. Let's go. Home.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily.